Welcome everyone to this three-way edition of This Week in Geek. Happy Saturday. Thank you for joining us or happy Monday. Thank you for joining us if you're listening to us on Spotify as you're doing your commute, as you're going to the gym, as you're taking a jog, as you're doing anything and everything. Thank you for joining us no matter where you are or where you're hearing or seeing us from. Of course, my name is Ren Geekness. That's not my legal name. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Zach Pope. How are you doing today, Zach? I'm good, man. I'm uh, be ditching out a little bit early to go see a movie that you liked called The Bad Guys. I really so liked. I'm mm-hmm. hoping it's good. I got to drive uh, about 35 minutes for it. So uh, I really want to like it. So You're going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it. And, of course, we're joined by someone who's making their first appearance on this show. He has been with us before on another now-deceased podcast, but all the way from down under, it's Patrick Burrow. How are you doing, Patrick? G'day, guys. How are you all doing? It's great to be here. I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for inviting me on. It's always a pleasure. Of course, it's always a pleasure to have you. And, of course, you guys know how this works. There's a new place for you to leave your questions for the back half of the show. That's on the community tab. And as there are three of us today, you can leave your questions on my community tab, Zach's community tab, Patrick's community tab, whatever you want, as the live chat is exclusive now for the weekly rankings and for your conversations amongst yourselves. And super chats. And super chats or tip links. Those obviously will be answered as you are supporting the show if you do decide to donate something to the show. But of course, speaking of weekly rankings, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to start the show with our weekly rankings. Zach, last week I started, so why don't you go ahead this week first? Sweet. I have nothing. I have like a couple of things, so this will be pretty fast. <laughs> I, I, I took a break from movies this week. All right, all right. So uh, at the bottom, I interviewed the man, the myth, the legend for this film, Father Stu. Um, the movie's fine. Mm. Um, he's the best part about it, and that's why I when I did my review, I didn't want to just shit on it. I wanted to focus more on the importance of the true story that he wanted to make because he's been trying to make this film since The Fighter. Um there's like for me i am really like like i grew up in a catholic and christian home so a lot of these faith-based movies that they come out with i i fucking hate i i literally despise them because you watch them and you're like this is bullshit and i remember i don't remember the last one but there was one i think two years ago that came out and i got invited to go to the press screen i didn't know it was a faith-based film went and saw it nothing wrong with face faith like but they're just shit and within 10 minutes of them saying god jesus religion all this stuff, like just mentioning Jesus 30 times in the first 10 minutes, I knew what I was into. I said, fuck, this is a, this is one of those movies. And I hated it because it, it, it doesn't take itself seriously where I think Father Stu, while it has more issues, more on the backside of the writing and the directing, the actual story itself, it is R-rated. He went for that R-rating. So it is, you know, in the end, it is a faith-based movie, but it's probably one of the best ones. So <laughs> I enjoyed it for what it was. I will never watch this movie again. Like, that, that that's how I feel. Like, I, but I will say audiences will love this. I think right now it's at like a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes for audiences. So take that as what you will. Coming in next is The Walking Dead. I'm finally catching up on it. Um, just kind of like the last, like the last five episodes of season eleven. This is way above Father Stu. I am actually shocked how good this season is. Um, I put it off for a while because I didn't. I I don't like this arc in the comic that well, so I was just like, I'll just binge it. 
but they're doing something a little bit different that is actually better than the comics. What happens when you go from living in your corrupted fucking everyone's equal society, you know, everyone's just working together to survive. But then you find a town that has like 50,000 people. They have technology, they have jobs, they have a like a, an actual government. And then you get integrated in there and you aren't equals anymore. Some of you are lowest of the totem pole. Some of you are the highest of the totem pole. They actually do interesting stuff with that that I actually wanted more in the comics. So I got to give them a shout out to where that is. This still is, I still have one big issue with the show, but I'm not going to say what it is because I'm planning on doing a video once I'm done with the season. So up next, we have Moon Knight episode three. Fantastic fucking episode. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I'm loving the show. I don't know if Patrick's been watching it, so I'm not going to talk spoilers. Um, and at my number way one, to binge them, right? Yeah, I, I, I have been watching Moon Knight, and I have quite the amount of issues with it for myself personally. Wow. Okay. I don't want to. Talk I have. It. It's one of my least favorite MCU shows right now, personally. Wow, that's a hot take. Yeah, I don't even want to talk to him now. So, <laughs> uh, my number one though is The Northman. Uh, this is a. It's perfect. This is Robert Eggers' best movie to date. Um, in every single way. And I never thought I'd say that because I love The Witch. I, I love The Witch and I really adore The Lighthouse. <laughs> but this is like, it's a Robert Eggers North, like Viking film. But it's badass. It gets better as it goes on. The cinematography is absolutely incredible. There's there's two things that I was so amazed by. It was one, the night sequences and the way that they frame those are so stunning. And then the last 20 minutes is jaw-dropping. Um, it, I, I was truly floored by this entire film. So that's at my number one. It's a three-way tie for my number one of the year. All righty. I'm going to go next. So we leave Patrick some time to prepare his. My worst of the week is I watched as I was editing something. I don't remember what anymore, but I watched the Netflix original film that came out last year, Metal last year, last week, Metal Lords. It sucks. It's really bad. It's generic as shit. Uh, it has a cool soundtrack because I'm a metalhead, but that's really it. Nothing really to take away from it. Over that, I am going to have, let me check my notes, I'm going to have Paris 13th District. This is a black and white French movie, so, so nobody else is going to watch it, but it came out at LFF last year. I was interested. It's a movie that it's for, it's an hour and 45 minutes movie that for the first 30 minutes, it feels rather disjointed and it doesn't feel like it's getting started. But once a certain character is presented, um, that's when the film gets going and then it's really good. Uh, over that, I'm going to have the new Netflix Unlimited series that came out yesterday, Anatomy of a Scandal. It's a British courtroom drama. I love that shit, so I ate it up for the most part. It's really in the last episode, and it's only six episodes, where my issues came into being. Over that, I am going to have The Sadness. If you have not seen this film, if you have not heard of this film, don't, don't search for it. Just ask for a screener. The Sadness, it's a Taiwanese horror film from a debut director it's fucking nuts i swear to you you have never seen anything as wild as this film uh again don't search for anything just ask for it it's coming out when on shutter over here 
Uh, I asked for a screener. It's coming oh, out okay. next month here on Shudder. So it might be a Shudder uh, exclusive over there as well. So if you guys love violence on screen, if you guys love your horror films, um, definitely search for this one. It's not, it's not the subtlest film. Like you, you clearly can't miss the message, what it's trying to say, but it's really fucking fun. Um, and over that, <laughs> it's really fucking fun. <laughs> Um, I watched The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent this week, but the review can only come out on Monday, so you'll have to wait for my review on that one. Um, over that, I am going to have X-Men, the original X-Men. Just put out the review for it yesterday as we're heading into Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. I'm going to be reviewing every single X-Men movie, so watch out for that one. And it still holds up 85% through um 22 years later and it's just a really good movie over that moon knight episode three love all the episodes this far cannot wait for you guys to finally see episode four next week um this is probably my personal favorite episode overall the final 10 minutes of next week's episode those are probably the best 10 minutes of any of the moon knight episodes but this show continues to kill it the best paced show that they've put out blah blah best performances very different it's a proper anti-hero story in the mcu which they've never done before um so i just love the show and i'm very happy that a character that i love is being brought to life in a great way and number one the northman seen it twice now unreal this film is unfucking real it's a sublime piece of movie uh, storytelling by robert eggers the Witch is still better, because The Witch is fucking flawless, and that's my second favorite horror movie of all time. But Fun fact, real fast. Did you see his interview about The the Witch, about his other two films? No. I'm just curious if you um, did. It's very interesting, because he said he hates The Witch, because okay, he, I, he didn't have a budget you, to Eggers. make it. No, I know. That's what I, I was so shocked. He goes, I didn't have the budget to make the movie I wanted, so I don't like that film. Which yeah, is insane, because like, the movie, argument can still be made. The... Yeah. So He likes The Lighthouse still, though. Yeah, I love the uh, the lighthouse. I, he only lighthouse makes bangers. This man, three for three right now. He is, but yeah, the Northman comes in at my number one. Um, and don't ask me if I prefer it or the Batman. I still haven't made up uh, my mind on that, and I'm only gonna make up my mind when I really have to worry about it at the end of the year, uh, unless something else comes ahead of it. Patrick, what's your weekly ranking, my friend? Okay, so unlike Zach and Ren, I will not have the Northman on here because I don't see that till my screening this coming Wednesday uh so I, well i'm seeing firestarter stephen king's new movie right beforehand as well oh, which nice. i'm really excited for um but at the bottom of my list this week i'm probably gonna have um what is it i was just talking to Ren about this before i binged the entirety of attack with titan and this is one of the most bleh shows like yes i'm wearing a shirt but that's because i think the characters in the animation are good otherwise the plot and the characters are absolutely atrocious nine times out of ten it's just not very entertaining to watch and it's just a lot of filler that just isn't very interesting at all. Um, I watched a lot of anime this week, actually, if I'm being honest. But next up, I have, um, what is it? Sonic 2. This is a major step up. I love Sonic 2. This is my third time seeing it. I had an absolute nice. blast seeing this movie again. I think Idris Elba as Knuckles is easily the highlight of the movie, alongside Jim Carrey once again as Robotnik. I think this is such a fun movie, and me being a fan of the games as a kid, Hearing the original voice actress who played Tails from the games playing Tails in this movie is also a treat to my ears. 
But I just think what they did with this movie is so much fun. And if you're a Sonic fan, in case you haven't seen, I won't spoil it. But the ending of this movie, the climax and the mid credit scene are literally like mid credit scene, man. Things Ooh. almost went from PG-13 to R very fast with me. Like it was <laughs> that exciting. Um, next up, I'm going to have uh what is it the season finale of my dress up darling which i finally finished this is a you know slice of life anime like that i it's a slice of life anime that i personally really really loved it only just finished and absolutely wiped the floor with the winter anime awards in 2022 and it's got one of the best romance stories i think because it actually takes the time to develop characters that in regards to their personalities and passions are on either side but form a very unconventional friendship that eventually becomes something more but they're afraid to admit it to each other and the final episode from the 11 episodes previously was just the cherry on top it was so sweet it was so pure but the ending just made me so mad because it sort of broke my heart as well um in case you haven't seen it i do highly recommend you all check it out um next up i have spy x family episode one i think this is a really good new anime that is getting a lot of flack for i think really stupid reasons in regards to like the whole father daughter thing like sure she's happy and he's happy their father and daughter just leave it alone but i think what they're doing with it i'm interested to see where it goes i'm still questioning a lot of things but i think it's really good so far uh next up i have episode one of shikimori's not just the cutie another anime which is new to crunchyroll as an original that has a story that if you watch the opening credits does kind of have spoilers in it but otherwise i think it's just one of the purest and sweetest animes i think i've seen so far the two main characters one of them clearly having more than meets the eye and the other one being a major klutz and just has a big bad luck charm to him provides a really sweet sort of relationship between the two of them that i'm really excited to see continue as well and the animation as well is just so beautiful i couldn't even believe what i was watching and finally, I watched the entirety as my number one pick this week and with my ranking is, I'm going to say all four seasons and two movies of Data Live, an anime that I had not continued for a while, God. but because of the new seasons now premiering, I binged all of them while at work this week on my breaks. I and that. I just, you remember Data Live? Yeah, I do. I, I'm not Did caught you up on it, but no, I never liked it, so. Oh, <laughs> you upset me, Zach. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Well, you don't like Moon Knight, so. You upset me. Yeah. Got to has better characters. I want to fly to Australia. Well, I, I can't comment on that. I've never heard of this thing. And beat you <laughs> with a stick. Jesus Christ. We deal with worse things than beating with sticks. We have gigantic spiders. Yeah, he yeah. lives in Australia. You got to raise Dude, up the see, there, And that's yeah. like the main reason I don't I don't even I never want to go there. Like I, I just Oh, it's my dream destination. Over the Oh, I want I want to go there. But yeah. not because of the fucking spiders uh, and some uh, other obviously, shit. Obviously, right but I still want to go. We get spiders bigger than my hand in my garage on like a weekly basis. Nice. That's cool. It's not That's nice. Cool. It, it's not nice. I have to grab you, my steel you, caps and throw them at a wall. You make me never want to come now. Because that. What like, if I took you swimming with sharks instead? Because we've got the I, shark yes. cages. I yes. Myself. yes. I've been swimming with sharks. It's beautiful, Zach. My dream is to go that swimming with great amazing. whites. That sounds amazing. All right, let's go. Let's go to. Uh, are you done? You do have a super chat. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I am. Oh, uh, Data Live was my number one. Oh, shit. oh, hang on. I started playing the video on my phone. 
Uh, a piece sends in a super chat. Show full design tee. I mean, mine has nothing on it. Mine is just a plain white shirt. Uh, so, Zach, show us your, your full design, my friend. Here it is. Goku. Dragon Ball Z, Goku. The greatest anime of all time. Yes. And then, Patrick, I think you want to show yours. Hang on. Let me take Zach out of the solo layout. And, Patrick, show us yours. Just Attack on Titan. The most. No matter how much it polarizes me, it's a major love hate relationship. I was going to say the most awful anime of all time. It's it's not. It's not. It's not the worst Uh, ever. I've seen way worse. Like for all its story faults, the animation is sensational. I'll say that. Oh yeah, Mappa Studio Mappa with season four in particular has done phenomenal. He is great. They're also doing a great job with Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, All right. Yeah. Weekly rankings. Eric, Eric Thorpe. Weekly ranking. Number one, Game of Thrones Season 7, Episodes 2 through 5. Number two, Fantastic Beasts 3. Number three, Fantastic Beasts 2. Number four, Fantastic Beasts 1. Under 2? Holy shit. Okay. I agree. Um, uh, yikes. No. Um, number five, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Well, everywhere except in the UK, apparently, because I still can't watch it. Um, and I know people are saying, oh, they announced we're getting a release date soon. I don't care about soon. I care about knowing what the release date is, okay? <sighs> number six, Source Code. And number seven, Moon Knight Episode 3. By the way, Eric says he didn't dislike the episode. He just watched good stuff this week. Um, where are Which, apart from Crimes of Grindelwald, I agree. You did only watch good stuff this week. Uh, movie Fan. Number one, Shaun of the Dead. Number two, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Number three, Bean the Ricardos. Number four, Slaughterhouse Rules. I don't like that movie. Uh, and number five, Target number one, which I've never heard about until just now. Uh, are any of you familiar with Target number one? Nope. No. All righty. Uh, Nate Ankenbauer, number one, last four episodes of Severance. Okay, I was confused there for a sec before I saw Severance. <laughs> number two, Fellowship of the Ring. Number three, Moon Knight, episode three. And number four, no, there's not and number four. Uh, number four, Eastbound and Down, which I've never seen, season three. And number five, X 2022. I wasn't as high on X as everyone else. Me neither. I liked it. I think it's a solid movie, but overall, it's just very flawed. Um, have you seen X, Patrick? Oh, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was yeah. great. It's right. one of my favorite movies of the year. Yeah, I thought it was going to be your gem. Um, yeah. Now that I was thinking actually, about it. He actually uh, auditioned for it. Yeah, I auditioned for the grandma. I thought he auditioned for Wayne, because uh, Wayne, the actor, is also Australian. But he does this really cool sudden accent. And I was, like, very shocked to know that it wasn't his actual no, action. I, I, I auditioned for the grandma who wanted to fuck everyone oh. and everything. All right. All righty. And that's one that's of the good. worst movie villains I've ever seen. Because well, if I blow on I'll her be, face, uh, we'll stumble down this, the mountain. I'll be making this podcast explicit when I upload it to Anchorage. <laughs> All right. Joe Fletcher, number eight, House of Gucci. Still terrible. You watched it again, brother. I mean, you're a stronger man than I'll ever be. Uh, number seven, X-Men. Number six, Secrets of Dumbledore over X-Men. All right. Number five, Call Me By Your Name. Amazing movie. Great number movie. four, Into the Spider-Verse. Amazing movie. Number three, Grand Budapest Hotel. Also amazing movie. Number two, Dune. And Overrated number one, movie. Dunkirk. How fucking dare you? Stop this madness. Um, stop it. I don't like your attitude. 
Patrick. G. Coley P. I haven't seen much this week. So, my weekly ranking. Number three, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Number two, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. That's the correct name, sir. Uh, and number one, Moon Knight Episode 3. I agree there. That's how I would rank it. Yeah, that's definitely how I would rank it. Uh, are there any others? No, there are not any others. All righty. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're done with weekly rankings. I will leave I will leave myself down on the bottom part of the chart to see if anyone still wants to send any others in. But now let's get to our discussion. Let's get to what we're here to argue over, to become mortal enemies over. Are we another getting one. another one? Another one. Are we get no it's more like another one? Um are we getting another fantastic beast movie this this entire franchise has, has been a very rocky road it's been an entire roller coaster with issues in the movies outside Outspread. of the movies um we're going to have to dive a bit into the issues outside the movies um but uh I, the biggest issue we need to discuss is that warner brothers themselves they announced it this week they want to see how Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore does in the United States, which it only came out this week in the United States. Suck it. Uh, <laughs> they want to see how it does to decide if, it, um, if they're going to make a fourth one. Not, we're not going to dive into spoilers for Secrets of Dumbledore today, but if you've seen it, it ended in a way where they can comfortably leave it where it is. They can comfortably leave it there, and you just can fill up the rest of the pieces uh, in your head. But they also leave it open enough to where if they want to do a fourth one, the map it, it is there for them to ro to follow that, that roadmap, not just mm -hmm. map, roadmap. Mm -hmm. So I, I will say this. I was quite a big fan of the original Fantastic Beasts. I was like, yes, this is what I want from a new Wizarding World film. Not that it doesn't have its flaws. I think it does very much have its flaws. It's a good movie. It's quite the enjoyable film. It's not a great film. But even at the time, nine movies into the Wizarding World franchise, and there wasn't a bad one, if you ask me, at that time. Then came Crimes of Grindelwald. And that just made a whole mess of... Not only the movie in itself, but made a whole mess of the chronology of the franchise itself. A lot of stuff doesn't make sense in there. Like Professor Minerva McGonagall is somehow teaching at Hogwarts. Minus 13 years before she's supposed to have been born. And that's just a fucking headache. This film, Secrets of Dumbledore, is a course correction. It's a film that you can very much feel like they're trying to save this half-sunken ship. And so I thought the film was good, but how good the film is in itself is kind of a miracle uh, that it was a good film. So I, I think we've done enough of a course correction where it has left this franchise heading in a direction that is quite exciting. It's actually finally going to get to the meat and potatoes of what this story has always been. That's the eventual confrontation of Dumbledore and Grindelwald. And it's about their tragic love story. That's what this is. And it's great when it focuses on that. So are we getting a new one? I don't know. Because I have no idea how it's tracking. 
I have no idea what it's supposed to be doing. I have no idea what they want this film to do. Because Crimes of Grindelwald was not well received for good reason. But and it didn't do good at the box office either. Uh, I think did. it only earned something like four hundred million at the box office. Yeah, worldwide. it was a big disappointment. It was a big disappointment, but it's still like it got its money back. It made some profit. It made very minimal profit, but it made some. Oh wow! Back. It made more than I thought. It made six hundred fifty-four point yeah. nine million. Yeah. And so, Secrets yeah. of Dumbledore is currently sitting at fifty-seven million worldwide, with six million dollars at the U.S. box office on Thursday previews. And what was the budget? If it's uh, million. Million. yeah yeah so uh, um, so it, it's yeah. not tracking well but secret uh secret sorry crimes of grindelwald was a disappointment it was the lowest the franchise ever made so secrets of Dumbledore is in this tricky situation where now i would like to see more i'm not clamoring i want to ask it. you do you I'm think the covid like... upcurve that a lot of these studios are using still counts for this or do you think it needs to make what it should make I, I think it needs to make what it should make. Yeah, I, I, I like general rule: a movie needs to make triple its budget to 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 make a profit. That's what yeah. it needs. To I'm be. just asking because, like, a mm -hmm. lot of the films within the last year and a half, they should have made more. Dune should have made yeah. more, and technically, Dune didn't really make its budget back. It made almost its budget back, but because of how successful it was on HBO Max and stuff, that's the thing. It. Dune also had so, the HBO Max thing, so okay. that didn't help, but. This film has got a lot of hurdles to overcome. So I find myself in this position where I'm not clamoring for it because, again, the way they end this film, it, it's satisfying enough, I guess. But I would like to see more only because I never root for a film or for a franchise to, to, to fail. And I mm -hmm. wanted to be in love with this world, with this franchise again. For the most part, this film allowed me to have that. But I still think they got a lot of other issues that might get in the way of that. Zach, what's your perspective on this? Do you think we will get a fourth one? What do you do? You see this film overcoming the hurdles that it needs to, like box office wise, the controversies surrounding it. What do you think? Um, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think so. I so here's my opinion. After I after seeing the first movie, I was not a fan of that first movie. I actually enjoyed Crimes of Grindelwald, but here's the thing. I enjoy setup films and then being excited to see what that third film will be. Going back now, the second movie fucking sucks even more now because half the shit they set up wasn't even in the third movie. Like like almost like my girlfriend, we went and saw she saw the first one and then she went and saw the third one with me. She watched a recap of the second one. She didn't even need to do that because the only no, big thing that exactly. kind of goes into there is Queenie and why she went to the other side. But like, and, and a quick cool. reference to Lethal is Strange dying. And that's yeah, it. like very, very strong. Like, so it wasn't like that big of a thing to watch. And for me, I I feel like the big there's the biggest issue that this whole entire franchise has had was having J.K. Rowling write the scripts for the first two films. Terrible Alone. choice. Alone. Alone. Where this one. They got Steve Cloves back from who wrote the original Harry Potters. Thank God. 
because he knows how to write a script and you can totally tell he's trying he's doing oh yeah two times the work here trying to reset the film franchise as well which as good as you can do i think he did a great job for that Mm -hmm. a lot of my stuff has stemmed from i think david yates should not be directing these fucking movies anymore i think he needs to get off this franchise i think this becomes the point where we need that fresh blood fuck bring back quran bring i don't know someone else in here i'd love to see del toro do a harry potter wizarding we'll get to, to directors in a bit okay so but for me i watched this one and i went shit i want more i i actually enjoyed my time with this again as you said ren but it ends here it ends in a manner that you feel somewhat satisfied but i want mm, that's a spoiler i i want a certain thing to happen and i'm sure you know if you've seen it you know what i'm talking about there's a certain thing that has been told in the mythology for two people's destiny and I want that. I uh, want that you, really badly. We can talk about that because we know eventually Dumbledore okay. and Grindelwald face each other. They fight. Okay. I want that. I duel. want to yep. see that full fight because I do feel the marketing was kind of bullshit for this movie and they show a lot oh, really? from the third act. Yeah, I, I went back and watched every yeah. single trailer. And they don't. They show a lot from the third act and all that stuff you're saying, okay, we're going to see them fight. You see them fight for like less than five minutes, which again, entertaining very well and done. It makes sense in the film. Yes. I, I will say this though, for us here in the UK, because um, I remember I was in line for the Northman ahead of my screening this past Monday, and the final trailer for Fantastic Beasts Secrets of Dumbledore came out when it had already come out here in the UK. The film was already out here. So that trailer, that final trailer that WB put out, um, it was clearly only for the American audience. So it, it's interesting that they decided shows to put that out. And lot. it shows a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For uh, sure. And so so do the Northman trailers as a heads up. Do not watch any of those. Oh, God. I've never I'm, seen any of the trailers. I seem, that's how you I can watch the I, first trailer. You can oh, watch the I, first trailer. I don't even oh, I'm that. staying away. I, I don't I don't yeah. know anything and I want to know nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm not telling you that. watch the trailer. <laughs> I'm not telling you watch the trailer, Gada. <laughs> but I'm saying you can watch the first one. Yeah, no. I, I prefer to stay away from trailers more these days than anything else because I'm just fucking sick of being spoiled with everything in regards to marketing nowadays and crimes of grindelwald was a um, not crimes of grindelwald fuck off um the secrets of dumbdor was a big one of that i completely agree that the marketing for this movie was completely ridiculous because more than 50 percent of the third act of the secrets of dumbledore was shown in that final trailer because it was like we need this big big trailer to like market it as this big high octane action magical blockbuster but, but that's not what Harry end, Potter's ever been. I like there's exactly action right. in Harry Potter, but like I never think that's the core crux of it. For me, I, I just I I enjoyed this one enough to be like, I want another one. Do we need another mm-hmm. one? No. I just think the fact like Warner Brothers has a lot of fucking things going on right now. They are very disorganized with a lot of their different yeah, things. The, yeah. the fact that I mean, not DC aside, how do you not greenlit? wizarding world shows for your hbo max like the, there are common because things in of there. this franchise but even then you make it a different area you make it after doesn't matter Shit. no the, the franchise is damaged you can't do that you run imagine a, a greater risk than than you'll have a, a reward i i but the, the wizarding fan base i don't know i th- i think doing one show wouldn't wouldn't hurt i'm not talking to doing another spin-off movie i think a show i, I think it's a, a show is much show. different to a show right based now, in the modern day. You're still associated with J.K. Rowling. And right now, well, that, that name is damaging. 
which is a big reason why this film itself is so well and i i will say this i have friends who refuse to see this movie exactly because of jk but also because they fired johnny Depp. that is a big well, part of it all stupid. now i no, I get it. I mean, how fair is it that Amber Heard doesn't like gets her job still? I there's there's issues. With doesn't that. matter. I I'll tell you how fair that is because the court decided that the Johnny court, Depp yes. was guilty. No, and she was I get I get that, so but there's it. evidence too towards Amber Heard. So it's like well, for me they now should. Now there be is because there's no, there's always right. a time that wasn't, and it's well, also the fact. Uh, there's there's uh, there I'm not gonna get into a total argument about that. There is audio of her saying like doing shit towards him. Oh like, yeah, I, I'm no, still yeah. pretty. I'm still very baffled that she clearly won that. We don't know the, the clear evidence that she gave to what Johnny did, and I'm curious exactly. to see if that comes out in America. But the evidence that he gave out, I mean, was very. They they both should have been fired. They they both yeah. should have been fired hands down. And that's like their reasoning for why because they're not they also they're not gonna watch Aquaman two. I don't believe them personally i don't fucking believe them but i, I, I mean i mean but i get it like they they didn't they're not watching this and i understand why like they have and honestly they've only watched one warner brothers movie since they didn't go see the batman they saw dune because they support denis villain these are people who like aren't big on like film either they just they watch what they want they usually watch all the blockbusters but they didn't see the batman they haven't they didn't see matrix they didn't wow. see a lot because they do not want to I mean, they didn't there's a lose big anything by not watching the matrix I just, I personally they got, just don't they agree. got off better by not watching the Matrix. Yeah, I mean, I just like I said, I think Mads is a better version of Grindelwald, but but Mads is know. a better version of, of 99.9 percent yeah. of things. I just there's Mads two is things an upgrade wrong for, the from film. you, me, Patrick. This could be three Mads Mickelson, and the show would be better. I'm not ashamed to admit that. But like, I don't know. I just think, and then you have Ezra Miller too, which is a whole other Oof. fucking can of worms. That like he shouldn't even be in this franchise anymore. He should have been. He shouldn't even be fucking working anymore. No. Um, out of anyone that should have been fired. I mean. There is clear evidence of what he fucking did on yeah. tape in going around on the internet. You know, Amber Heard everyone and Johnny Depp defending him still because he's Flash type of thing. So, you still got people defending him because he's Flash and they want the Snyderverse to happen, which I'm just tired of bloody seeing at this that, point. That, that, I, I'm, I'm over yeah, that. No, that um, but matter. I don't know. I just, <laughs> this film's not going to make its money back flat out. It's done. It's not. Got it's a not super chat from bag. Max Bolton. Thank you for supporting the channel, Max. I feel post Aquaman two, Amber Heard will be fired. Well, with the current court case that's going on in regards to her and Depp, she's losing big time. Yeah. She, she, she by, has... the time, by the time this this court the because that was a UK trial, that's what she won, and now there's a there's a US Which, trial. Yeah. By the time this the, US yeah. trial ends. Aquaman 2 will be done shooting. So I don't, if they are, going well, they're to done it, already. If, it's all post, done games, post so. production. If they are, but they're going to do reshoots. Um, if they are, uh, let's say, if she loses this US trial, they don't even need to wait for post Aquaman 2. They can fire her as soon as that is done, provided they don't need her for reshoots, I will say. Well, I'll um, say this. I mean, I have heard. And this was before a lot of this that her her um she's not in it that much because they didn't they didn't know what they were gonna do like they didn't know what was gonna happen so they wrote the script around where her character is in it enough but not a ton. Are you talking about so, Aquaman too? Yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe they wrote it to a point where like 
I don't know. I just Warner Brothers really needs to get a sh their shit down on other people. It's like JK, you are making tons of money. Just shut the fuck up and leave. Just just go. Like mm -hmm. at this point, so, like getting back to the point at hand. Do you think we get another one? If we get another one, is it just Steve Close writing the script? Um, do we get another one? No. If we okay. do get another one, Cloves writes the script and David Yates directs again, which that should not happen. But Oh, okay. All right, I, Patrick, what, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? The thing is, I think this movie is going to be damaged big time for two reasons. One, oh, three reasons, actually. One, unlike Dune and everything, it's not going to have that inflation from not being on HBO Max because that was a big thing that helped. And two, because of J.K. Rowling's name being attached to it and all that she's said and done, she seriously just needs to put a cork in it. And then Johnny Depp being fired with this whole thing that's going on, which where I stand on the whole not seeing something because of one person involved or their name being attached to it, I think is the dumbest thing in the fucking world because people then boycotting something for one person rather than the hundreds of people that worked on a project, I yep. think that's very damaging to their careers. Like, for example... Oh, I agree with that, yeah. I, I put a PSA on a video I've got coming out this week because I reacted the fucking cheapest creepers. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna name the director because of what he's done. He doesn't deserve to have his name mentioned. But what he's done is absolutely disgusting. But doesn't mean I'm not gonna watch a movie, whether it's Aquaman 2 because of Amber Heard, doesn't mean I'm not gonna watch Fantastic Beast because of Johnny Depp, Ezra Miller, you name it. Because I think that's very damaging to the hundreds of people that work on these projects as well that still deserve the recognition. You don't have to give the recognition to those people who did the wrongdoings. But at the same mm -hmm. time, doesn't mean you have to, you know, not give the other people credit. But in regards to this, these are clear indications that the movie's not going to perform well. For one, Crimes of Grindelwald didn't perform that well either. Six hundred yeah. million for a Wizarding World movie is really poor, and yeah. that's saying something. Um, and with how it's tracking, like six million dollars on Thursday previews in the U.S. is actually very low, from what I know. Yeah. Um, in regards to a film like for a this, movie a like this, if it was. I don't know. Let's say uh, everything, everywhere, all at once had made like six millions on on the on previews. That'd be awesome. That'd be, yeah. I think, incredible. Yeah. I think for a film like this, you'd be looking at what, Zach, like 12, 15 million. So you'd it's tracking from forty to fifty opening weekend. No, 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 no. If we wow. were talking about a blockbuster on Thursday previews, what would we be looking at? Twelve, fifteen million would be the uh, good. So post pandemic, not including Spider Man, right now it's mm -hmm. around eight to twelve million. Like Batman only made okay. like yeah. yeah, Batman didn't make a ton opening, but on Friday it made a fuck exactly. ton yeah, of money. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, where this movie, it's Saturday. Typically, estimates come out. They're yeah. not out. The only thing that's out, out is still the preview. So that's that's probably not good. still early. We'll probably still get. I'll, I'll keep um, looking until I go. Yeah. But I, yeah. it's still typically out. Like someone has the estimate. So that's yeah. That's but it's usually, but it's usually all. It only usually it only comes around when we're already on the live questions. Uh, I do is, remember that much. So it's the box maybe. is our cinemas yeah. over on um over there. Is that closed on um Good Friday as well? Hell no. No? <laughs> Hell no. No. Because for us, that's a public holiday and everything. I'll tell so you right now. That would affect it. Out here, we, everything is open 24-7. Christmas, Hanukkah, Easter, Halloween, Thanksgiving. It don't matter. Well, I don't know about everything, but over here, cinemas as well. Like, cinemas don't close for any of that shit. Shit. Wait, I was doing. Oh, well. <laughs> so, I yeah. don't know. It, 
but Patrick, uh, are we getting another one? We no. don't. You don't think? Would I'd you like want to see another one, one personally. Okay. I'd love to. I'm a massive fan of this franchise, and I'm one of the people who defends Crimes of Grindelwald, even with all its wrongdoings. I really okay. enjoy that movie, especially because a lot of its ambitions with the narrative, no matter how much it doesn't make sense. There's things in that movie I admire, and I do find it very enjoyable. But right. I think Secrets of Dumbledore was a major cause correction. I even said to one of the people who are representing uh, Warner Brothers at my screening that I went to for the premiere, I even said, like, from a lot of the issues that the first two movies had, because I don't like where, um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I don't like that movie. I said that this movie fixed a lot of what those movies did wrong and is setting it on a course where it feels like they finally have an idea of what they want to do with this franchise. They finally got a plan set in stone, whereas the previous two movies, it didn't feel that way. Here, they go in a way where, one, Mickelson, I think, is a better Grindelwald. I think Eddie Redmayne is way better in this movie than he was in the last two. I think that Jude Law is a fantastic young Dumbledore. So and the story, that they, the story that they told here as well is really interesting. And there are some things there as well, especially with Jacob, that I want to see continue. Because there are certain things with him that I want to see get explored a little bit more. And there are a lot of characters like that in this movie. But... Unfortunately, due to the circumstances that I said before, I don't think we're going to get another one. And I just, I think it's an unrealistic thing to say whether we will or won't, but it's not unheard of for a big franchise to then start the flop and then the final movie in a franchise never gets made. It's the same thing with TV series as well. And if it does get made, it could be years from now or it could be never. Yeah. So I personally don't think it will. It's an interesting point that you brought up of a franchise that never sees the, the proper ending where I, in terms of like big, supposedly big uh, movies that that happened with, I can only remember one. And that's the mm -hmm. Divergent franchise. That's, that's the one I literally. That's the franchise that was for a while a, a laughing stock of movie fans of Hollywood because Th this franchise, Fantastic Beasts, obviously is only one part of a bigger franchise in the Wizarding World, the Harry Potter. There, there's a really good connection there. It was when this first started, when these films first started, they were coming from a place of advantage. Harry Potter movies mm -hmm. had just ended. People were clamoring for more, like, whatever you got, give us. And whatever they had, they gave us. Um, so they came from a place of, they were in the audience's favor, you know? But the mm -hmm. Divergent franchise was one that since the beginning, I don't think people hated the first one, but everyone was like, eh, we're not that interested in this one. And they kept not being interested until the point where we never got that fourth one. We got a part one and never got a part two. I honestly uh, never even saw the Divergent movies. The one that came to mind for me was Percy Jackson. Oh, because we never got the third or the one, fourth or the fifth one based on the books. Yeah, but that one, I will say that one is not as embarrassing, I want to say, because that one, it was one movie and then it got a sequel and then it was done. Like the Divergent movies, they came on the high of the YA era. They came on the high where mm -hmm. everyone was eating YA up. Uh, and funny enough, you then have a franchise that came out as the YA era was dying down in the Maze Runner oh, franchise, and that franchise was actually pretty solid, if you ask me, uh, overall. Not, nothing amazing. It's not Hunger Games. It's not why it didn't capture the imagination. I hated those movies. Many of the other, really, the Maze Runner one. I, 
I loved the books, and then I saw the movies, okay, and I'm like, what the, the hell am I watching yeah. right now? And I remember seeing I, that first movie. I remember seeing the first one, and like, this is pretty good. And then the second one was all right. And then the fourth, the fourth, the third one was pretty good as well. Uh, but again, nothing amazing. The Divergent ones, I think they stick out in memory where they're very embarrassing. Where I feel Percy Jackson, because it ended after two, that's just very common. That, oh, we did a sequel and then a third one never came. I don't think if we don't get another one, um, which you guys are convincing me we're not going to get another one. But if Fantastic Beasts doesn't get a fourth movie or a fourth and fifth movie for that matter, I still don't think it will be remembered as embarrassingly as, as Divergent because Divergent was a matter of the audience was never that interested. The audience was mm -hmm. never that interested. The audience never cared that much. And the audience didn't actually love you at any point in time. Like that franchise was never like fully embraced or accepted. This was a franchise that had a ton of issues like we discussed. It had issues with the story, how it was structured. It had issues inside and outside the films that got in the way of the films being made. So I think there's a lot of reasonable justification for this franchise not to end. Where, where Divergent was a franchise that people just didn't care. So people didn't care, so it just decided to disappear. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope you guys are wrong. But I, I'm starting yeah. to lean towards what you said, that I, I don't think we're getting another one. And, and for what is worth, at least this one has a somewhat ending to it all. Like that, that final scene, I actually quite liked it, where... Not going to spoil mm. anything, but we have oh, I loved it. one of I the characters. They're like, all right, he's looking on to a certain group of people. He's like, okay, this part of the story is done. I need to make shit happen now. And I off that character goes on their merry way. And the franchise is done. Like, if you don't have another one, that final scene makes sense to close it all mm. out. And then you put the pieces together in your head. Because uh, it's not that hard. Divergent. Yeah. Divergent was like, ah, a big cliffhanger. Here we go. Now it's going down. Never happens. It, it's like it's Firefly all over again. Oh, Patrick, come on. <laughs> Firefly got hey, a movie least, to end it all. At least. least we got Serenity. I was about yeah, to say, at least we, we got, got Serenity. The good Serenity. Not your Serenity, no, Zach. Not your favorite. Serenity. I, I've, never seen, I've actually never seen the Zach Serenity. Oh, Dude, you're missing out. That's, that's a reaction movie. <laughs> That uh, it, it, it really is. Actually, is. Believe it or not, it is on my list. I wouldn't say that the entire film is worth reacting to, but just put a reaction to the reveal, because the rest of the film is very uneventful, or or at yeah. least from the reveal the onwards. Twist the twist. Titan. Yeah. Titan's in the next three weeks. Oh, nice. Titan is so good. Titan is so good. Um, That's a foreign yeah, film, I, isn't it? Uh, French, yes. yes. Okay, um, subtitles are needed. But right. it's fucking bonkers. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. It's, it's fucking bonkers, but yeah, I, I, I don't think we're getting another one. I'm starting to go down the the pessimistic route, but let's try and be optimistic for a sec. If we got a fourth one, let's not even suggest we got we get the five movies that they originally planned out. Let's let's assume we do get uh, one more, just one more. Zach, Steve Cloves is writing. Let's assume David Yates is gone, as he has said many times he would be gone from this franchise. Who do you bring in to direct the next one? Del Toro. 
I I knew you were great. <laughs> I, I I mean I would love Quran, but Del Toro's never done a Harry Potter movie. I think he was That's rumored true. at one point to do one. Um, I and don't. Then I know. actually I think Quran came in. I think it was Azkaban. I think he was rumored mm-hmm. to be in. Uh, but uh, I I just feel like Del Toro's magic that he brings to like the screen and no matter what he does would fit well into this world. And I think that is the type of, like David Yates is a solid director. I mean, there's nothing going against him. I mean, he did some of the best Harry Potter movies. So that, that is like, I just think for me, like you can't have someone, it's kind of like with the Russo brothers. I, I'm happy they left after Endgame. Wouldn't mind if they come back after doing a lot of other projects. Like, you know, they did Cherry. They're doing the Grey Man right now. They they have, like, two other projects in the film. And uh, for me, like, that's exactly what they should have gone and done, is done something else. Don't stick on one franchise for too like, long. Uh, because... Like Christopher Nolan did. He did Batman exactly. Begins. He did The Prestige. He did The Dark Knight. He did Inception. Inception. He did Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, and, and I feel like that's what helps kind of bring back your creative field to maybe try different things. And maybe if David Yates was doing that. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. That got too close to the camera. We and lost the, the break. We lost our good man. No, I'm back. I'm oh, back. I mean, we can. You're, you are. You are. Yeah, you you're are. back. Okay. okay. I was about to scream. I was on the phone with them for two hours yesterday. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, Del Toro, Steve, Steve Cloves easily. All right. Patrick, what about you? Uh, so Steve Cloves writing one, I think that having Quaran back would be a really great idea, but I think having someone new to be in the directing chair as a whole, someone who's never been a part of this franchise that bring their own flair would be run geekness. Yes. Um, I'll, Honestly, I'll this. I would love to direct one of these films. Like Simon Kinberg should not have directed as his feature debut, Dark Phoenix. I should not get to direct one of these films as my feature debut. <laughs> Especially if it's one that's supposedly going to be the finale, like Dark Phoenix was. So, yes. Go ahead, Patrick. <laughs> but, um, no, my choice, honestly, I think his directing style, especially from the footage we saw for his test footage for Ant-Man, I think Edgar Wright would be a brilliant choice to do a a Wizarding World movie because I'm just imagining not just the flair and the editing style with just the general like narrative-based scenes and conversations between people, but also his directing and visual style for like the magical sequences would literally be magical. I'm actually really curious to see when he... I mean, he's never done a big blockbuster. He, I mean, he has, but in his own style. But I mean, when he comes into a mm-hmm. franchise like this, I'm wondering what will be that franchise that he actually goes into. Will it be DC? Will it be the Wizarding World? Will it be, you know, Marvel, um, Star Wars, like whatever you may say? Mm. I, I, but that is a that's a really good pick. So yeah, I think he's meant to be doing Baby Driver too soon as well. I think I don't, that know. Was, I don't, I don't know. That's not. I don't think that's happening. Because I saw stuff baby. a while ago that, that baby, might be. Baby's got himself into some trouble, man. Unless you recast um, the main character. Yeah. Yeah. As long I don't as you don't recast Lily James. Ah, Lily James. How about they just make it about I, Lily James? Yeah. That'd be great. Um, actually, okay. This is not. E- I have two options. This is neither of them, but movie fans saying that Chloe Zhao should direct I the Wizarding World film. I fucking love that. I That's love that. an amazing suggestion. Yep. I fucking love that movie fan. I love that. Shout out to you. All right. I have two options. And I'll tell you why I have two options. Because 
these movies, the fantastic, the Harry Potter ones too, but these movies especially have always been a balance of the whimsical, the wondrous of the Wizarding World with the creature side of it all, and then the 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 more dark political thriller. This film, in many ways, uh, Secrets of Dumbledore feels like a western where he's assembling this kind of magnificent five in this case uh, to take down Grindelwald, and it's always been a mix of that. So I got two directors for it. One of them, you're going to feel like this guy is starting to feel like my pick for everything, but I think he would fit in this rather well, particularly if we're going uh, down the more, if we keep going uh, with the whimsical, wondrous part of it all, that is John Favreau. I think John great Favreau pick. would do a great mm -hmm. job. And like his first supposedly big movie, at least for Warner Brothers, like not in Disney, not a Disney live action remake, not an MCU. Not a DC he is, rival at all. See, and he was supposed to make that uh, Kingdom Defenders, Magical, Kingdom Keepers. Magic Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm so sad he never did that because that book series is fucking Harry Potter in, in Disneyland. Mm -hmm. It's literally about kids who gets stay in Disneyland after it closes and everything comes to life. All the characters. And you find out Maleficent is trying to take over. Like, he is right up the alley to do Harry Potter or Wizard yeah. of the World film. So great pick. I think he'd be really good. And then my other suggestion is a Warner Brothers darling. This person clearly knows dark, but with what he did with a certain superhero movie, clearly knows fun and whimsy and to just deliver a fun experience. James Wan. James Wan yes. to direct um, a, a big fourth Fantastic Beast movie. He has done Big scale incredibly well. He has done small scale intimacy incredibly well as well. I even think I like it more than John Favreau for this specific franchise. But when John Favreau came to mind, I still thought it was a worthy mention. Um, mm. so, good all pick. right, before we move on, Merk Lee, thank you for supporting the channel, my man. With physical media, media slowly dying, are you guys still collecting physical media? Of course. Hell yes, brother. Hell yes, these are the two latest editions. Well, shout out to Paramount UK for this one. Uh, but this one I paid for it myself. And I already pre-ordered the Northman Steelbook, which is available for pre-order on Zavi UK. If any of you watching are from the UK, uh, go on that one. And I would take more of my physical media from down there, but I would have to, to rummage around. And most of my physical media is back in Portugal. I still don't have it all over here. But hell yes, still collect physical media. I couldn't find a 4K or a steelbook for No Way Home. They were all sold out within like the first two hours at my local store. So I had to buy the really ugly artwork. Um, Damn. The just standard cover and blue standard. I, I'm still, I, I still don't have a certain steelbook from my favorite movie of last year. I'm still holding out oh, hope dear. that they restock it. Which um, one? Because I didn't get it in dear. time. Uh, but yeah. Oh, I didn't even bother Are, buying Doom. But are you still buying physical media, Patrick? Oh, of course. I just picked up my Blu-ray, uh, my limited edition Blu-ray for Demon Slayer, the movie Mugen Train. And I'm so happy nice. it's finally out. I'm so happy it's finally out. <laughs> How about oh, you, I was waiting. <sighs> that's all. Just... Yeah, that, that's all of them. That, that's like, all I thought of you were playing to the Gengar. <laughs> Everything. 
everything. Yes, I collect physical yes. media for everything. Video hashtag, games, movies, hashtag long live physical. Yes, video games. Yeah. Too. I don't have. But that, have that's another game. thing. Like, but hang I on, think people hang on. This counts. This counts as physical media. Go ahead with what you're trying to say. Then. Um, the thing people forget, like video games are physical media, and a big piece of mm -hmm. that is I really recommend games because those actually hold their value way more. I. I found a sealed copy of Evil Within Special Edition the other day, and I'm actually going to send it in and get it graded because it's, like, really well done. That thing's going to be fucking worth something because that's, like, slipcover everything. Like, I was so fucking shocked that no one... You know what else it. is physical media, and it's awesome? Comic books, Comics. Baby. Hey, comic I books have a bunch, too. Fucking awesome. I have a lot, too. And I love and comic books. These are the two manga, I'm on right now. These are the two I'm on right now. Nice. So. That's that's the the latest one. That's the current, yeah. Uh, the current uh, Moon Knight run, which I, I also just, finished, just got. This I just week. finished the Captain America, Boom. Spider Man, and Wolverine one. Nice. Now I'm just going to decide to show them all. I'm not going to be done until I show them all. We're almost hey. done, I swear, because I don't have them all over here. Uh, that's more Power Rangers one. Last one. Is, right is it sad? Here. I spent like two hundred and fifty dollars on all like twenty three volumes of the high school DXD light novels. No, that's what you wanted to spend. Yeah, but no, exactly. It, it's just but, what high school DXT is. <laughs> but hell yes, uh, forever, forever physical media. Physical Thanks media. for supporting the channel and for your question, Mark. Oh, all right. Yes, even old video games. Yeah. Old yes, video nice. games. This nice. was four hundred bucks, by the way. Holy. Fuck, fuck that. That's fuck, this is you're one of the old man. PAL versions. This is also the French edition of the original Resident Evil on PS1. All right. But... Um, so we got our director's suggestions. We got our say whether we're getting another one or not. But our even though we believe we're not getting another one, even though we believe this is the end of it all, I know Patrick would want another one. I know I want another one. Zach, would you want another one? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. title of my video uh, for my review was literally, I want more. I, I want more. That's I right. never thought, right. I literally never thought I would say that, like walking out of one of these movies. But because after walking out of two, I'm like, eh, just do one more and just close it up. That, you know, I remember I was with you because it, before seeing this one, if they had not done the course correction, if they headed down the path where the second one left off, because no, nothing fucking happens in the second one. You could have very well write something, wrote, wrote, written something that did it all, did, finished it all in this one, in this third one. But they didn't. They want to do more. There's actually a proper story being. They want to do two one. more. That's what they announced was five films. So yeah. I know, I know. But I think I think I think they gotta swallow their pride, and if they have the the profit to do another one, if the audience tells them, "Hey, we want more," like you said, Zach, I think. Find a good balance in that. You can end it in the next. Could I? I'm gonna the way this one this. left off, you can have a, a certain time jump where you just oh, start no, us off no. at a certain point and then boom. I want to ask you guys this. No Will jumps, it still be please. called Fantastic Beasts if they do another one? Or yes. do they make Dumbledore the main no. character going forward? You still think It's going to be called Fantastic Beasts because you see the logos ever since the first one. Fantastic Beasts is this small thing. On top of the logo, and then it's the crimes of Grindelwald and the secrets of yeah. Dumbledore. Like the first one was Fantastic Beasts and where to find. Whereas it's the opposite um, way for Harry Potter, where yeah. Harry Potter is big and then the subtext is exactly. really small. So, what would you guys exactly. name the next one? 
the porno of Grindeldor. The Ballad of Broken Hearts. Because it's a tragic love story. Lean into that shit. That shit is compelling. Unless you're watching it in China. Well, yeah. don't watch it in China. Come watch it when, when movies are, are, are made for everyone. Um, yes. That's a cool title. I don't know if that's a cool title for the Fantastic Beasts movies, but that's a cool title. Fantastic Beasts and the Ballad of Broken Hearts. Of Broken Hearts. Yes. Fantastic. All right, let us know what you would title the fourth Fantastic Beasts. Gentlemen, did we have our say? Do we want to put any more thoughts, any more points about this out there? Are we done? Are we ready for the questions? I'm good. All righty then. Let's start with your live questions that you guys left in the community tab. And let's start. I have 21 questions. Well, I know I have 21 comments, but I know some people ask several questions in just one comment. So let's I start have with three questions. Nathan Holton. And the next four questions are all by Nathan Holton. And he starts with opinions on the Warner Bros. Discovery merger and what they want to do with DC. The merger itself, like we're not going to feel the effect of it all until like two years from now or even a year from now a year from now i I, i'd say we'll start seeing the effects of it uh i I think the merger itself right now it's just it's official like it happened it's done now they officially have two owners and we already started seeing a lot of executives get sacked uh in great part because of what they did uh for the 2021 movies to be released day and date uh regarding what they want to do with dc I've seen, we've all seen a ton of these talks happen for the past year, few years. When Hamada took over from Sujahara, uh, he said also a lot of good things. I want to revamp and I want to do more and I want to do something. Yeah, sure. I'll believe it when, I'll, when I see it at this point. Zach, what about you? Um, like you said, we're not going to see anything for probably three years or so at the earliest. Oh, um, three, all right. Yeah, because I, I, most films aren't coming out for the next one to two. You know, I think yeah. we'll start seeing who's going to be in charge, who's going to be developing DC, who's going to be their mm-hmm. Kevin Feige that they're saying they want. Mm-hmm. But what films get announced, what films don't get announced, what goes forward? Uh oh. World. We lost him again. Zach. Oh, Let he's me know back. if you hear me. Okay. I, you guys got to tell me because I don't, I don't know when I go we out. Hear you know. uh, but yeah, so. I guess we'll see. Um, bring it on. Let let make it better. Uh, my biggest problem with DC has always been this: I go see a movie, and I know they want to do a franchise, and I walk out. I'm like, cool. I'll probably never see something else to that. And that that's how it always remains. Um, amazes yeah. me. Like I think one of the things they talked about Superman. How in the fuck have we not gotten another Superman movie? Your mm-hmm. biggest iconic superstar besides Batman, and one movie, one movie. Yeah. Fingers crossed Henry gets to come back. But That's I have true. no hope. Patrick? Um, I'm with Zach on this. We're not going to see anything for a bloody while. And I just don't think there's any point really dwelling on it right now for that reason. They, I just really don't care either. I'm just sort of tired yeah. of hearing about it at this point. I'm just exhausted seeing all of it on Twitter. <laughs> and just, It's one of the reasons why I've sort of stepped away from Twitter because it's just the same crap. Twitter is exhausting. You, you are a very oh. uh, much wealthier man than us in terms of your I, I literally go on twitter just these days the only reason i really go on twitter is to see the upcoming movies that are coming out that have been announced and for updates on anime i should watch on funimation and crunchyroll that's it 
All right. Zach, what's the next question? Next question we have. Over the week, we lost legendary comedian. This is from Lady Aaron, by the way. Oh, oh he's cut out again. Just as he said who it was from. I don't know who he lost. Who yeah. did we lose? Legendary it was, uh It was Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, it was Girl Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. Blacked on that one, didn't I? <laughs> uh, yeah. That one, I had two screenings this week. That one was either right after The Northman, like I came out and saw it, or uh, after Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I don't yeah. remember which one, but it was one or the other. Uh, I'm going to assume Lady Erin was going to ask uh, what was my, our favorite performance of his. I'm going to oh, be honest. God, I so know many. Gilbert Gottfried, but I don't know a lot of his performances. Like his performance um, to me is Iago in Aladdin. So I, oh, he's back. Zach's back. There Zach's he is. Back. I'm just getting mad now. So um, I'll <laughs> just let me finish. Question? Let me finish my yeah. thing real fast. And then pretty much what's your favorite yeah! moment from him? Okay. Favorite performance and all that okay. stuff. Favorite? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. To me, it's Iago from Aladdin. That's the one I know. Other than that, um, he participated in a ton of the roasts. He did a ton of comedy, but uh, I, I wouldn't know too much about that. Zach? Oh, no. We lost him again. Oh, no. Oh, Zach. Fuck. Patrick, what about you? <laughs> Look, mine's obviously going to be Iago. Like, him and Robin Williams in particular were just the breathing lights of that movie that just... Oh, he's back. Oh, he's back. If it does it again, I'm done. If it does it again, I'm just going to... I'm done. The, the, let, us know, let us know your... Before you continue, Patrick, let us know your, your favorite thing. Uh, the aristocrat joke that he tells. The dirtiest joke ever told oh, yes. in the world. That, yeah. that thing is uh, fucking hilarious. I... Yeah. I All right, Patrick, uh -oh. go ahead. <laughs> um, oh, God, I feel bad now. Um, for me, it's obviously him as Iago and Aladdin. As I said, him and Robin Williams were the, you know, breathing light and everything, the shining lights of that film. Like, if it wasn't for them, personally, I don't think Aladdin would be as memorable because their energy in those that movie as Genie and Iago was just absolutely incredible. And need I mention, just through his performance alone, the amount of physical comedy brought from a voice performance to the animation of Iago was just incredible. Mm. And, yeah. you know. Yeah, it was, it was very sad to hear. Again, I don't know too much about him outside of Iago, but it was a name you heard about all the time. All the comedians knew who he was, and you just were constantly aware of him and what he did for comedy, really. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, all right, Patrick, if you don't mind, while I read the next question, if you wouldn't mind opening mm -hmm. another tab to check also Zach's, um, no, you, you, the next question should be yours. Uh, I'll check. Yeah, I've got, tab, don't worry. I've got three questions. Yeah. yeah um, so the first question I've got also from lady Erin asking me, and I'll also give it to you for now as well. What's your favorite movie so far this year? And what's your least favorite movie so far this year? This may be too early to ask though. LOL. Um, favorite movie so far this year, even though it does have some narrative issues in regards to the time jumps, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero was fucking fantastic. Mm. I loved every second of that movie and it's it made me realize how much more interesting yuta and rika are as characters in comparison to our main character in the anime i my, really? biggest issue with the, my biggest issue with the anime is how bland and uninteresting our main character is even with sakuna who should definitely be more in the forefront as the cursed spirit 
in comparison to our human protagonists because mm-hmm. you know maki and panda and gojo and even jogo are way more interesting characters than our main lead whereas yuta and rika-chan as the cursed spirit to yuta in jujutsu kaisen zero were always way more interesting in a two-hour movie in comparison to a 10-hour season all right I, I will tell you you got completely different points of view on, on yuta i found him completely bland outside of having that curse like by the end of that film no spoilers but i was like this guy is not interesting anymore it's done uh, uh, not not I that yuta. um not to say that uh yuji um uh, is the most interesting character. He, he's interesting. I like him. He's a likable character. Mm-hmm. But everyone is uninteresting compared to Gojo Satoru. Gojo Satoru's supremacy, baby. Oh, he's um, fucking great. I he's love the Gojo. Best character. Um, my favorite movie of the year so far is The Batman, and my least favorite movie of the year is Black Light. Uh, my, oh, yeah. Least uh, favorite movie wanna... of the year? Morbius. Morbius was hilarious. Oh. Oh. Morbius, I had, even though it's my least favorite movie of the year, I had a blast. I laughed my ass off the entire movie. It was an absolute riot. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, uh, next up, Nathan Holton as well. Are you excited for Jurassic World Dominion? I really despise Fallen Kingdom. That trailer got me, goddammit. That trailer is dope. Uh, and the poster is really cool as well. What about you, Patrick? I just don't care. I'm not that excited. I'm <gasps> very uninterested in Dominion. Even that trailer, I was like... Dinosaurs in the yeah. city! But I also wanted that with Alien versus Predator. And when we got an Alien Predator in the city, I'm like, wow, this honestly isn't that interesting. And I, from the trailer, feel like I'm going to be sucked back into that sort of aspect again. And I just, I don't want to be tricked at this point it's one of those things where i'm gonna have to wait and see but as of right now i'm just not that excited it's one of those i have to see it first before i can really say anything all right from lady aaron um have you seen this the trailer for stranger things season four if so are you guys excited or and are you three in this case or two because it's you and me now a fan of the Stranger (laughs) things as a whole i finally saw that trailer uh like two days or something after it had come out because I'm not the biggest fan. I like Stranger Things. It's a good show. I was never like enamored with it. I was never like, holy shit, this is the greatest thing ever. Um, I will say though, this trailer is quite good. The soundtrack to it, the music that plays is fucking dope. Um, and that last shot, that's obviously Billy coming back. Uh, which I'm not complaining about, by the way. Uh, Wait, what? That's one of the best characters. What? I haven't seen the trailer. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's in the trailer, so it doesn't count as a spoiler, but I now I feel bad. I know. Now I feel bad. It's all right. Um, I, I, I am a big stranger. And by the way, I, I don't know that. I'm just, like, oh, to no, me, that's it's right. obvious, but I don't know. Um, it, well, look, I guess yeah. ages ago, if Hopper was returning, Billy's returning, it's a no-brainer anyway. Yeah. Like, Because if I, Hopper I just didn't don't... return, I wouldn't watch this season. I will tell you right now. Yeah, especially when, even though I loved season three, Eleven, who was like the best part of season one, and especially season two, considering season two, in my opinion, was not very good. Um, Eleven was easily one of the most boring and uninteresting things in season three, no matter how much I think season three is the best of the three seasons. It's just because everything else in season three coming to fruition is so good. Oh, he's back. It's not going to work. I'm going to log out again. I already know, so... 
I just read a question from from your chat. So okay. Um, but are you excited, Patrick? I'm excited. I'm very excited. Yeah. I love Stranger Things. Zach, are you excited for Stranger Things season four? Yeah. Don't talk I about the, the trailer because Patrick hasn't seen it. Okay. I love the trailer, so I'm very excited. It got me. It made me excited. I wasn't that. I was kind of over it. I love the last season. I thought it should have just ended. So I'm happy. Isn't it splitting into two parts as well? Released yes. in May and July. And then there's yeah. another season. Yeah. And that the one will be the why? final one. And but they're only the splitting it. Be the final one. They're splitting it because they didn't. Um, all the VFX warehouses are backed up, so yeah, they can yeah, only sure, do half sure. the uh, first season. But I don't believe okay. that. So. Yeah, I mean. Um, all right, uh, Patrick, it's your turn. Um, uh, what was your favorite uh, award season movie this year, and uh, what was your least favorite, and what was your favorite award season movie this year? Is basically the question. Um, favorite Coda. Coda was bloody fantastic. I loved everything about Coda when I eventually watched it. And Ren knows why I love one of the characters so much, especially the performance because of Doctor Who. And seeing her in this was really, really amazing. I didn't realize it was her. No, I didn't. I hadn't even seen the movie until you pointed it out to me. And then I'm like... That's right. I I remember I told you because you're one of my few friends where I'm like, hey, he watches Doctor Who. We all get the reference. So I immediately messaged you. And then I was like, oh, and you told me you didn't watch the film. So I was like, definitely watch it because it's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm glad you loved it. Least favorite licorice pizza. I'm sorry. I hated that movie so much. I couldn't stand it. Um... Favorite Dune, Coda would be my second favorite because out of the nominees, uh, a ton of stuff I didn't quite love. My least favorite, Don't Look Up. Uh, Licorice Pizza would be my second least favorite, uh, but Don't Look Up is, I think, is a worse movie than Licorice Pizza. Uh, Zach? Uh, Dune is my number one. Uh, Don't Look Up is my number two, and three is is, uh, Licorice Pizza. But let me say this, like, I, I just... I think Don't Look Up is not an Academy film, but I fucking, I laughed my ass off watching that movie. And then Licorice Pizza, um, I have a feeling that, I don't know what it is, like, I grew up in California, my dad grew up in that time period. There's a lot of stuff that I have nostalgia for in that movie, so I feel like that's why I feel latched onto that one. My least favorite was Drive My Car, I thought that film was not good. I was so fucking oh, disappointed watching that movie. That. I, I, dude, I, I baffles me. It was nominated. Worst person in the world should have been nominated uh, over that film, right. best picture. Mm-hmm. I, I baffled by that movie. All right, like uh, Nathan Holton, have you seen the rumors of Jodie Comer slash Brie Larson in Thor: Love and Thunder? Uh, no, uh, I haven't heard a single thing uh, from Jodie Comer, and I know quite a few things about that movie. Brie Larson, I've also not heard, but. Would it be the, sh- the most shocking thing if she was in the movie? I don't think so. Uh, Patrick? I've heard nothing, but again, uh, I'm not really versed on really hearing that stuff at the moment because I've sort of stayed away from Twitter and other social medias as much as I can these days. Um, yeah. Again, would it be surprising? No. As you said, like I can see that happening, but I haven't heard jit. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah. uh, Zach? She's not in the movie. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. What's the next? What's the next question, Zach, from your community tab? Whoo! Uh, Eric Thorpe reviews asks: With Amazon owning James Bond now, do you think we'll ever get a series set in the world of Bond? If so, what would you want it to be? 
What would I want it to be? I, I don't know. It could be anything. When you ask ever, the answer's got to be yes. The broccoli, as I said, no, Bond is a cinema thing. Um, it, it's going to stay on the big screen. Sure. For a long while, I bet it's gonna. Eventually, at some point, maybe neither of us will be on Earth at that point, but at some point, something on TV is gonna come out of the James Bond universe. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to see anything. I really don't care to. I'd, I would rather just get more James Bond adventures. Um, I mean, honestly, the only... If you're gonna do a spinoff, the time's now. I mean, for Ana de Amis's character and... Uh, Paloma. Uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, for me, like that's where that is but other than that no not really i i don't really need one all right patrick i still haven't finished no time to die i'm not a bull <gasps> fan My i God. just i honestly at this point i'm just sitting here going sure why not but it's not really going to affect me because in all honesty i'm probably not going to see them anyway because i've just uh. never been someone who enjoys james bond that's just me personally though i understand why people enjoy them but they're just they're just not for me all righty uh, do you have a question then, sir? Um, what films are you guys looking forward to in the next couple of weeks from uh, Movie Fan? What's Doctor coming Strange. out in the next couple of weeks? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got Northman and Firestarters this week. And actually, I'm really excited because I finally watched the first Downton Abbey movie the other week. Yes! Uh, I, I actually got my invite for Downton Abbey, A New Era. And I'm actually I, kind of. I apologize, everyone. I got a little bit too excited uh, about that. I'm actually kind of excited now. Um, it's so good. I, I'm honestly just mainly looking forward to stuff coming out in the later portion of the year. One in particular was, um, what is it from the same guy who did a silent voice? I think it was his new anime film Ooh. coming out. Um, Suzumi the no uh, one, Jamari. I know someone that's seen it. Is I know it, someone the, that's the, saw the, it. The, the Netflix one, Bubble. No, 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 no! It's the one about okay. the doors. Um, oh, what's oh, what's the English? Know. What's the actual title called? It's from. Makoto, I know what you're um, talking about, but I know someone that saw that film. Did they say it was good? Uh, they said it was amazing. So. All right. I while we wait for Patrick to find a name, like yes, Downton Abbey: A New Era, and I might have some huge news about that film, but I'll leave it for another time. For what, um, Doctor? Are you talking about Doctor or Downton, Downton Abbey? Abbey? I just said. I just oh, said okay. Downton Abbey. Um, uh, unbearable weight of massive talent. You should all be very excited. But I've seen this. I see that Monday. Uh, I'm going to see that again Monday because we have an unlimited screening. Uh, my review goes up on Monday, by the way. Uh, but yes, Downton Abbey, A New Era, Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness, Top Gun, Maverick, baby, and Men. Those are a couple of the ones uh, coming up very soon that I'm very much looking forward to. Patrick. I finally saw Top Gun. All right. I couldn't have been more bored. I'm sorry. I think it's a staple of the time, but I think I came to it way too late, and I just... I'm sorry, Tom Cruise does not give a good performance. I I hate this man. I'm never having him on the show again. I don't know what I deserve uh, this. There is no English title as of yet, but um, what is it? Motomo's new movie is called Suzumi no uh, Tojimari, which is a movie about a modern action adventure road story where a 17-year-old girl named Suzumi helps a mysterious young man close doors from the outer side that are releasing disasters all over in Japan. Hmm. All righty. 
I'm very excited. Next question. Lady Aaron, what are some of the biggest and most pleasant surprises in terms of movies that you have seen? I'm going to give you one. Let's all give one so we can move on to the next one. Uh, I was not excited for this film. Every time I saw one of the trailers, it hurt my heart because I was such a big fan of the property from growing up. And I still watch the show to this day. But then I saw the movie. And 2017's Power Rangers was actually pretty good. Uh, it wasn't great. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't in my top 10 of the year. Uh, but the fact that I enjoy the film as much as I did, the fact that mm -hmm. it understood what the property was, the fact that it understood the characters, like uh, utter sigh of relief that I let out watching that film. And it was a, quite a big surprise. Zach? Um... I honestly, I zoned out. <laughs> All right. Patrick? Biggest surprises in regards to movies? Mm -hmm. um, I've got two. And that's because I grew up either watching the show or I grew up seeing either the OVA or reading the manga. And I've got to say the live action adaptations of Speed Racer from the Wachowskis as well, mm. which I, by the way, think Speed Racer is very underrated, the movie. But also, A Little Battle Angel was fantastic. I loved A Little Battle Angel, and I went in expecting to hate that film. And I walked out being like, holy shit, that was actually a great time, like, in every way, shape, or form. And the trailers really didn't impress me at all. All righty. Uh, next one is... Wait. Yeah, the last one, one was me. Zach, what was, what's the next one? Um... What are some TV shows that you consider to be guilty pleasure shows that you've watched? This is from Lady Aaron. Big Bang Theory. Mm, usually TV, I, I don't let myself watch if I don't like it. Mo a yep. movie, like, it'll be done in, like, two hours in an hour. No, Emily in Paris. Don't you count, count that as trash? Ah! Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Good, so, good shot, I've never Zach. seen good it, shot. but I just remember I mean, you saying it. It has Lily Collins. I cannot be blamed. It so. has Lily Collins. So, yeah. yes, I uh, for me, I would say Walking Dead, but it's not even a guilty. But I just thoroughly enjoy it, so I don't really watch. Like, if I don't like You're the show, like I won't, I won't watch it. Like The Flash, I don't know how the fuck you're still doing it, Ron. Well, I didn't know either, but this week, goddamn it, they got me excited. Um, and then they're gonna disappoint you again. I know. Uh, but I've been at this for nine seasons. I'm not going to quit now. Uh, it's not as bad as The Walking Dead, at least. Patrick, what about you? Catch up on The Walking Dead. Um, I can guarantee it's better. Next for me, I've got one from Eric Thorpe Reviews. If you guys could cross over any live-action iteration of a Marvel character with any live-action iteration of a DC character, what characters and iterations of them would you pick? Yeah. Really, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> um hold on. don't worry uh, uh, you go first run harry cavill's men of steel and who'd i who'd i go to from marvel i think harry cavill harry cavill's men of steel with the eternals because a lot of the the internal cool. conflict there is the same because they're both godly beings yeah um dealing with a lot of philosophical, existential, um, internal struggles. So I think that'd be interesting. Uh, what about you, Zach? Uh, ben Affleck's Batman and Oscar Isaac's Moon Knight. 
I can so, see that. Why not? Uh, Patrick? Uh, Hawkeye and Green Arrow, just so the debate can be fucking settled. Ah, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> if, if that confrontation had Hawkeye from the comics, the winner would be Hawkeye. But in the movies, yes. would shout, they're on the same level. So, because they're both yeah. human. Uh, Hawkeye is not enhanced in the movies. Um, uh, next up. Uh, what are the best concerts that you guys have ever went to and why? Uh, okay, so best concerts. Every time, well, it only happened twice. Uh, but every time I went to see Iron Maiden, it was a stunning spectacle of a show. Uh, and Dragon Force. When I watched Dragon Force, it was this really small, like this, it almost looked like one of those school gyms uh, where, where people, uh, not a, a proper gym, gymnasium, but, but an arena to, to practice PE or something. This really small arena, there were like 300 of us there, tops, couldn't have been more, but it was such a great experience and it was one of those experiences where everyone is like this really hard looking metal head but then everyone was super nice everyone was there having the time of their lives whenever somebody fell down in the middle of a mosh pit everyone was like stop let the person get up they got out it was just an amazing amazing environment and good music too uh patrick what about you uh concerts um i'm gonna have to say the wiggles because i haven't been to a real concert since i was four Oh wow! Okay, I, I just, don't even know what the Wiggles are. <laughs> it's an Australian. You don't know the Wiggles? Hot potato. I even know the Wiggles. Yeah. Hot potato. Hot potato. You know they're doing shows again, Patrick, right? Yeah, but it's not the original Wiggles. I don't want anything to do with them. They're fakes. <laughs> the old guys. Right. It's the exact same people. They're just old as fuck now. What are they? Hang on. Yes. I need tickets. Uh, Patrick, what about uh, Patrick? Not Patrick. Zach, what about you? Uh, Foo Fighters. The only concert I've ever been. Mm. Well, I've been to two. I've been to two Foo Fighters concerts and then The Who. And The Who was pretty fucking good. Oh, The Who. I love The Who. Yeah, dude, they Um, they still kick ass. So. All righty. Zach, what's the next question? What are your guys' favorite movie theater foods? Andrew Self said this. Uh, Popcorn. Mine is popcorn and M and M's and sprinkling it all in there and shaking it and then pouring butter in there. That sounds like diabetes. I mean, that's what you go to the movies for. (laughs) Um, Patrick, what about you? A two-liter bottle of Pepsi and Sour Patch Kids from Woolworths. All right, Uh, I know what Woolworths are. I know, Uh, but that's only because I watch MasterChef Australia. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like the original Master Chef. I only like the Australian version. So there you go. Um, do you have any other questions, Patrick? Um, I knew you, had, you didn't have any. Favorite uh, favorite Australian oh. TV shows and movies. Most underrated ones. Um, favorite movies. I have like a tie between all uh, between the three of them. Rogue, which is a movie about a twenty six foot crocodile, is. Mm criminally underrated especially the practical effects with the 26 um foot croc featuring um what is it mia was a it has um wow. sam worthington it has john jared and everything in it it's really damn good it's like a jaws psychological thriller but they're like stuck on like a small island in the middle of a river being basically mm. hunted by a 26 foot croc while a tide is coming in they've got to find a way over to land it's a nice. very intense film 
Um, obviously, I've got to go Gallipoli, one of the best war films ever made. Um, and then obviously, for my favorite Australian TV show and movie, because as both of them, Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek is phenomenal, and the TV show is just as good. All righty. Um, like, I don't, off the top of my head, I don't know exactly everything that is or isn't Australian, so I'm going to give you two. One of them is The Nightingale, which is a very hard watch, mm. but it's quite a good film. And The Rover. Fucking love yeah. The Rover. Yeah. Um, TV shows, MasterChef Australia, I guess. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know any others. Off the top of my head, at least, I don't know any others. Zach, do you have any? Uh, Kangaroo Jack. No. <laughs> They they Fuck they don't off. accept that as Australian. Okay, that's not uh, what's, movie. what's that movie? Is it called Revenge? I think that's what it is. I'm pretty sure that's an Australian one. There there's a movie called Revenge. I don't know if it's Australian. The one with the girl. Yeah, that's a French. Sure. Uh, that's French. It's French. Oh yeah. Okay. That's the one about the girl who's left for dead and she fights back about the three uh, yeah. guys. Yeah, that's a French oh. film. Oh, then I don't oh. know. Alrighty. Very good film, um, mind you. All right, next up, we got... Um, what are some movies that made you angry with rage after you watched and finished them? I'm not going to answer that because you all know the question. Patrick knows the, the answer. Zach knows the answer. Everyone watching right now knows my answer. So, Patrick, why don't you go first? Chores the Revenge. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. It's either that or um, Human Centipede 2. Wow. Never wish Just, my time with any. Oh, others. a Serbian film in particular, actually, recently. Holy fuck! It's I not don't anger know how that I. Even... I it's not anger that I feel on a Serbian film. It's regret. Cause... It's both for me. That that was a struggle to sit through. Yeah, uh, Zach, what about you? Uh, now I'm just distracted that he put a human centipede too. Um, <laughs> uh, Ren, you go first. I gotta think. You know the answer. Patrick, what, what? am I going to say? Oh, Dragon Ball this... Evolution. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. I mean... Uh, All right, I don't Zach. Know. I, don't, I, don't ha I don't have one. I don't know. There's a you lot don't of have movies. one. All right, Zach, what's the next question then? Um, Andrew Self, what are your thoughts on Emma McKay and Will Ferrell joining the already stacked Barbie movie? I, I couldn't be more excited for this movie. I, I don't I'm more excited to see this. Than, I'm more excited. I'm more excited to see this in Oppenheimer. <laughs> right now, yes, I said this last week. At the moment, yes, I will agree. I'm I'm more excited for this than Oppenheimer. I mean, it's starting off from a place of advantage. You know, it's got Ryan Gosling. It's got Margot Robbie. It's being directed by Greta Gerwig and written by Greta Gerwig and her, and husband, her husband Noah yeah. Baumbach. Um, who did Marriage Story, and Marriage Story is fucking incredible. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm quite excited for this film. Um, so yeah. Uh, it was your question, right, Zach? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Patrick, do you have any others? Uh, I do not, as a matter of fact. All right, no worries. Um, what are some of the funniest movies that, this is from Lady Aaron, by the way, that you've ever seen that made you laugh uh, so hard? I'll, I'll give you my two favorite comedies of all time, Hot Fuzz and The Big Lebowski. And mm. at the screening of Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, I was crying from laughing so hard. I was gasping for air, for air. 
And a lot of my fellow critics at that screening were the exact same. So that's not the glowing recommendation you're Is it still 100% for. on Rotten Tomatoes? I yeah. don't care about Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm just know. curious if it is, because that's what's like. I don't know. You sounded like Venom there. Eddie. Eddie. Come on. You love me. You just say you love me, Eddie. 97 now. 97. Uh, God awesome. damn it. Who's the fucking sourpuss? A guy named Mark um, Hansen. Despite the clever setup, Tom Gormack's film isn't the self-reflexive skewering of Hollywood that one might expect. Huh? So your negative only meets... Uh, your negative is only about how the film didn't meet your specific expectations. I think there's a lot of flaws with that criticism, but okay. Um, by definition, by the way he says it, at least. Um, all right, Zach. Ren and Zach, have you played the new Lego Star Wars game? If so, what are your current thoughts on the game so far? I'll just say this. Me and Patrick have a review coming out, so we're going to stay out of this. Oh, it's too long. I have not started yet. To my eternal shame. Don't say anything, Patrick. Patrick, just watch our review when it comes out in a couple days. All right. Um... Oh, I like this one. So many answers. What are some TV shows that got canceled too soon and should have went on for more seasons? Um, Firefly, Flash Forward. Uh, is it Alive or Awake? The Jason Awake Isaacs with one. Jason Isaacs awake? at the Wake. Yeah. Yep. Uh, awake. Uh, oh, oh, Netflix. Netflix. Uh, they just abruptly canceled it. Um, um uh, Mind Hunter. Mind Hunter. Cowboy oh, okay. Bebop is a good one, Patrick. Yeah. Good shot. Um, what is it? Uh, Rascal does not dream of Bonnie Girl Senpai. I'm just I gonna say it's an anime. It's oh, okay. Of got one of the best MCs of any anime, in my opinion, and it's only had one season in a movie. Uh, Firefly oh, yeah. as well. Um, uh, for me, really uh, right Pushing Daisies is one of the most underrated shows ever made. I love that show, Lee Pace. Um, definitely should have gotten more seasons. Uh, Awake, uh, still criminal. That was probably the last show I actually watched on television uh, week to week. I love that show <laughs> so much. Um, Mindhunter is another good one. Cowboy Bebop. <sighs> That's probably it for me. <laughs> Alrighty. Grim actually ended too soon, in my oh, opinion. Grim. Grim was another good one. Never saw Grim. that one. Yeah. Never Grim's saw that very one. Good. Um, Zach, your turn. Um, With Barry coming out a week from Sunday, I know Zach is a big fan of it, but has Ren been able to check it out yet? And if so, thoughts? I watched Barry from the moment it came out. I followed it week to week. And then on season two, I fell off for some reason that I can remember. So I need to get back on it. But yes, what I've seen of Barry, at least, I fucking adore Barry. I was one of the earliest people saying, everyone should watch this show. And then I fell off. So I'm kind of a hypocrite in that way. <laughs> Patrick, have you seen it? I've never seen Barry, no. You should watch it. It's amazing. I don't even know what I'd watch it on here in Australia. VPN it. Uh, I ha- Is it on HBO Max? Yes. Uh, yes. All right, I just need to use my VPN. I've got a mate's account I use. All right. Uh, Zach, do you watch Barry? <laughs> I love Barry. I'm so excited for uh, the new season. Uh, okay, this is a tough one. Nate Ankenbauer. 
Say you're put in charge of building a better DCEU. What are some of your first actions of business? Men of Steel 2 is coming out. Uh, I am streamlining the DCU. I'm giving it a proper direction. And like they're finally doing, or at least they, they say they're finally doing, I am giving the reins to a Kevin Feige-like figure. We need a shepherd to steal the herd. Who and, would you? Uh, the... Who would you get? Fuck. I, I don't know, because <laughs> the thing... It's complicated, because the thing of a Kevin Feige-like figure... Nobody knew Kevin Feige before he became Kevin Feige. So you want that person. You want the person that right now, me, Patrick, you, everyone watching, we don't know who the fuck this person is. But it would be the right person for this job to shepherd it all. Mm. But right now they're not famous because they're still not the Kevin Feige-like person to assume that position. So I wouldn't want anyone I already know the name of. Because anyone who I already know the name of is probably very good at what they do, whatever it is they do. But it's probably not the right person to be that kind of studio head. Um, so... I don't have a name. <laughs> I don't have a name. But Zach, what would be your, your first order of business? Uh, same thing as you, man. I mean, get me a Man of Steel 2. Just start doing a clear direction. Because I don't. I love that the DC, you know, I saw one tweet out. Someone was like, well, if they do this, then it's going to be more like the MCU. And they're not going to do as more vision stuff. No, they can still do that. The thing is, is I love what they do and let their directors go. The problem is they don't have a direction for what to go. They announced the Green Lantern show fucking years ago. True. No, no word on that thing for the next two years. They have casting. They have everything of that. They announced a Green Lantern movie. Nothing. They they announced this. Nothing happens. Oh, reactionary, reactionary. This. Oh, Blue Beetle's going to be HBO Max. No, now it's going to be a movie. Oh, Batgirl. Michael Keaton's going to be in it, and it's still supposed to come out this year, which makes no fucking sense. How you are going to release that this year without seeing the Flash? They don't have direction. They have no fucking idea of what they're doing. They need just a fucking plan and stick to it. I'm, I just hope that they still let the directors do what they want. Let James Wan do his Aquaman. Don't come in and pinpoint and be like, it has to be in this tone. It's just like the comics. Every comic's different. When they come together, that's when, you know, you mix the tones, but you have fun with it. So I don't know. I just, they just need clear direction on what the hell they're doing. Like they, they just need a plan, a plan, and they have to stick to it and don't. And I want to ask you guys this, who do you think is worse at planning Sony or Warner brothers? Cause I saw this debate going on. I would go Sony as I would go Warner brothers. Cause they're, they are worse at planning. Sony clearly does not even plan for shit. So I gotta say, <laughs> I gotta say WB. Uh, Patrick, what about you? What's your first order of business? Uh, for one, scrap any idea of releasing them in a set order. Actually make a fucking plan with the movies we have right now and get a release schedule. And not only that, write a blueprint as to where we want these fucking films to go without them being too convoluted and messing up its own franchise, whether they want it to be separated franchises or combined like an MCU fashion. Have your separate stuff like the Batman and Jokers. And then have your combined shit that is like the MCU. Actually have a set plan rather than having it all be all convoluted. Have a blueprint. Have a path to go on. So therefore it's not so messy as it is right now. 
Because that's one of the most frustrating things with this DC stuff right now with these movies, because it doesn't feel like there is a plan. Yeah, yep. true. All right. Uh, I'm going to take Thorpe... one more, by the way. I'm going to take okay. one more before I got to go. Eric Thorpe reviews. What do you guys think about Multiverse of Madness being two hours and six minutes long? Um, I was surprised when, when I heard that it came down to this runtime. But I will say what we said on the Batman, what we said on Venom, Let There Be Carnage. The runtime is not a good or bad thing. It depends on how they use their time. And they've shown me enough where I trust them with the runtime that they decided to have. Would I want more Doctor Strange? Yes, because I remember that at the time, the Marvel movies were stretching into 130 minutes, 135 minutes. And then the original Doctor Strange still came out to like 118 minutes or something like that, just shy of two hours. And this one is just slightly over two but hours. But it is probably under two uh, hours. Take out the end credit scenes and just leave the well, credits. It probably sure, is two but the, hours But the exactly. other one is not even that yeah. with the credits. That one is 18. And they get a lot done in that. So, But they can get a lot done. It just feels like it feels like Doctor Strange, the character, gets the short end of the stick. But again, the, the runtime is not a good or a bad thing. I trust them enough to believe... They will use their runtime wisely, so we'll see. Here's hoping, but right now it doesn't doesn't get me more or least excited. I, I I sure would want more Doctor Strange, but if this is the runtime they feel they need, this is the runtime they need. Uh, Zach, uh, I trust Sam Raimi. Uh, I I feel like a lot of his movies, the I've never had an issue at the runtime with any of his movies. His I it, not all of his films are perfect, that's for sure. But I do love him as a director, and I think what he does best in a film. <laughs> is the pacing and a runtime i i think he knows what it needs to do two hours and six minutes is great it's smart um i know there's rumors going around that there was an original cut that was like two hours and 40 minutes i'm sure a lot of what they cut personally is stuff we already know exposition heavy stuff of the, setting up the multiverse and stuff like that we already know it, we know the basic concept of it because of things like loki because of spider-man and because of wandavision well wandavision really dabble in that but we don't need to know where everyone really is um they might have a throwaway line here and there that's like oh this is what you know happened in westview or something like that for the people who unless didn't it's paid up yeah but he's he's not in this um and i don't i don't think no one knows who he is do with this um but i don't know i i don't care i let me watch the movie i might watch the movie and be exactly. like why the fuck was that not 20 minutes longer you know and not even on a bias this just personally like it felt rushed i i venom let there be carnage feels rushed so um but batman i three hours was perfect for that film so mm -hmm. all right patrick runtime doesn't make a movie sure as zach said it might feel rushed at times and i might ask the question after seeing it why wasn't it this much longer but i could also think the same thing and vice versa given it being two hours six minutes i could also feel the opposite where it could feel too long yeah. it depends on how it's all made and not yeah. only that i need to mention <laughs> sam raimi isn't known for making big long two and a half hour to three hour movies spider-man one is shy of two hours without the credits Spider-Man Spider 2, two six, yeah. yeah Spider-Man 2 is two hours and six minutes with credits and then I look at one of That's my this run time connect yeah, exactly. it all makes sense <laughs> whereas one of my favorite movies of his ever is only an hour and 35 minutes and that's dragged me to hell oh, Sam God. Raimi makes very compact movies but it never feels rushed or too short or too mm -hmm. long for that matter he's very good at this and 
I trust him as a filmmaker. I honestly don't care about the runtime. I care about the movie as a product itself. I have no issue whether it's three hours, four hours, two hours, one hour, 30 minutes. I just want the movie. Exactly. Uh, Zach, you want to say goodbye before you leave? Yeah, I'll say goodbye. Uh, This week, I got a Bad Guys review coming up. uh, Unbearable Way to Massive Talent, Moon Knight. um, Probably some other things that I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, But yeah, that'll be fun. Then we'll be back here again talking. I don't know what we're talking next week. Ren, do you know? Uh, Not yet. Not yet. But we'll find out. Probably Nicolas Cage, right? Probably Nicolas Cage or We Need More Viking Movies. Good Viking Oh, movies. yeah, because the North does come out There's not that, that many of them. So, all right. Anyways, thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of your day and have fun. Thank you, Zach. Enjoy the movie. Bye-bye. Have out. a good Saturday. All right. Patrick, what are your thoughts on um, House of the Dragon and Lord of the Rings? Rings of Power. Still a stupid name. Uh, airing at basically the same time. It's awesome. Two high fantasy shows Great. airing at the same time. Let me enjoy it. I love it. One's going to be on it... Sunday for sure. The other one's probably going to be on Friday. So I see no issue with that. <laughs> yeah. As a fantasy fan, this is a dream come true. And they're on separate exactly. streaming services. So therefore, one won't overshadow the other. People exactly. will be able to bounce between, especially on separate release dates. Um, please, yes, thank you. Oh, the only... and one of them features the doctor himself. Yes, the best doctor. And I, I, will, I will say, the only issue that's going to come out of these shows uh, airing at the same time is that Twitter is going to be insufferable in comparing the two and put it, and pitting one against yeah, the other. Right. And so the that's stuff not going to be fun. But the shows themselves, the me watching those episodes, one on Friday, one on Sunday, that's going to, well, on one on Monday, because it's going to come out late to me as an European. But that's going to be awesome, yeah. man. That's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, speaking of Sunday, this Sunday, MasterChef Australia Season 40 commences, and I'm super hyped. <laughs> season 40? What the fuck, man? <laughs> what the hell? Um, it's not even the number of seasons that shocks me in that show, Patrick. It's the um, number of episodes, because it's 61 episodes. But the thing is that I found out, at least the last season was 61 episodes. But the thing that I found out is that they don't air like week to week. Like they take place like it's like uh, one on Sunday, then another episode on Tuesday, then on Thursday, mm-hmm. like three or four episodes yeah. per week. So and they go for like twenty weeks. They go for like ten yeah. to fifteen weeks of the year, and yeah. there is like three episodes released a week. Yeah. Exactly. I just got hooked in this last season, season thirteen, when the new judges came in and whatnot. I was like, yes, I, I like this. I like these guys. It's, I like the contestants. I like. Food. It's one of the reasons why I don't watch Australian live action TV because it becomes exhausting. Like the only <laughs> reality TV show I watched recently in Australia was Beauty and the Geek, but that's because it actually like know. meant something to me. Uh, it's mm. like opposite worlds, beauties and geeks. They get partnered up. They mm. have to compete challenges, and they got to see okay. if opposites can attract. That's ah. the gist of it. It was actually quite oh, sweet and actually was way better than it was back in the day because now the definition of geek was something you're passionate about rather than being like, oh, yes, oh, my God, I wear glasses sort of thing. <laughs> All right. Um, if The Flash is recast, who would you guys want? Lucas Till. Uh, he played Havoc in the X-Men prequels. He played MacGyver on the TV show. Um, he's a really good actor. He's got the right age range. But if we want to be optimistic, if we want to go Dreamcast, pick Grant Gustin out of the Flash TV yeah. show. 
Put him in the movies. The Flashpoint stuff's happening with multiverse stuff. Yeah. Why not just bring him and just, just put him in there? Just shoot, uh, just shoot um, uh, a last-minute post-credit scene like Morbius did, and have Grant Gustin show up like, "Oh, what the hell? I look completely different," and close it off. And right it's just there. the WB exec going, "And I'll take you," exactly. and just plucks him out. <laughs> Oh, okay, mm. I, you froze for a second. I was like, no, let me lose him as well. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Do you have any suggestions for, for Flash? Um, there was one I thought of, but I just can't remember off the top of my head. He was younger. You know, he'd be a really good Wally. Eh, sure. Cool. <laughs> I don't um, like Wally. What's his name from Stranger Things? What's his name from Stranger Things? Uh, which war the the Finn Wolfhard? Yeah, that's him. Oh, all right. But as I for Flash, for Flash, I, I, don't I like have Wally no West idea. Too much, but I don't um, either. But I think Finn Wolfhard would be a good Wally West. At least. But in regards good. to a Flash recasting, honestly, the only person I can think of is Grant Gustin because he's already perfect in the role. Why exactly? Why make someone new Flash when you can just have this Flash and pluck him out, finally end the show, which has just gone downhill, and put him into the DCEU so he has movie roles now? True story. True story. All right. Uh, we did the James Bond one. Okay, so there's a Harry Potter theme park, but if there was a Game of Thrones one, what would you want as the main attractions? You got to have ride a dragon harder than Daenerys. You ride the dragon... There should be one where where you're where you go from like the the castle, the palace in King's Landing <laughs> to like the slums of King's Landing. That would be interesting. There should be one that has to do with the wall, or even mm -hmm. the wall and beyond the wall, uh, where you see all, all the the um, the battle for Winterfell as well. The lights and uh, the um, oh, what's the what's the Night King species name? Um, oh, um, fuck! It's been a while. I haven't watched Game of Thrones since season eight finished. Same, the Night King. Uh, the Night King. You you need it. Okay, you need it. White Walkers. The White Walkers. Where you see the White Walkers. Where you see the First Man. That would be interesting. And you then need an there should be one. Cersei and uh, what is yeah. it, Jamie In regards to the whole relationship thing, you need to have an incest attraction. That that attraction is just you climbing a tower, and then somebody pushes you off. It's not just that though, but this is the eighteen plus adults only lounge. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, oh. Hang on, I'm trapped in just Eric Thorpe's question. Um, do, 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 do. Just like Jamie was uh, in Joe that relationship. <laughs> what movie will be better? Thor Love and Thunder or Doctor Strange 2? Well, right now it's out of this event because we have two trailers for Doctor Strange 2. We're just on the hype of the marketing while we still have barely anything on, on Thor Love and Thunder 2. But... In the interest of fairness, I'm just going to judge them off of my excitement from their previous movie. So, Doctor Strange 1 or Thor Ragnarok, which one leaves me for excited for the next one? Doctor Strange 1. So, I'm going to go Doctor Strange 2. Uh, what about you, Patrick? No comment because I refuse to judge on pre-marketing. I would rather just wait until the movie comes out. I don't do that thing where it's like, which one's going to be better? I personally don't do that because that's just unfair in my All opinion. Right. I'd just um, rather give every movie a chance fairly. 
All right. Uh, what movies do you hate with a passion? Also from Joe Fletcher. Same answer as before. Dragon Ball Evolution is despicable. And uh, I Death Note as well. The live action Death Note movie. Mm -hmm. Even though the director is very talented, that movie was an absolute nightmare, even with Willem Dafoe attached as Ryuk. All right. Will Discovery restore the Snyderverse? No. Uh, no. And could we get more announcements in May? Maybe David Ayer's Suicide Squad? God, I hope not. Uh, what changes are coming? Well, they announced the changes they are supposedly coming, but in the interest of moving forward, they do not want to move backwards uh, and break stuff. Snyder is done with that. Snyder doesn't want to do anything more for WB, be it superheroes, nope. be it DC, or not. He wants to do his own thing. And right now, he's happily doing his own thing. I cannot wait for yeah. Wonder Woman. Um, Neither can I. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. But no, they're not restoring the Snyderverse. They shouldn't restore the Snyderverse because Snyder himself is done. And God, the less I see of the David Ayer cut, the better. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah. Uh, Jigoy P, I'm working on expanding my... Sorry, Patrick, I didn't go to you. You chimed in every... But I didn't oh, go to you. It's all right. I don't think they're going to bring it. I just... Look... The less I hear about the Snyder Cut and Discovery bringing it in, and then the less I hear about David Ayer's Suicide Squad, the better, because could be frank, it's become a cult at this point. It's just ridiculous. Snyder's done. Affleck's done. Ayer's never going to get his cut made because it's too far gone at this point. It's not going to fucking happen. And people need to realize this. And the, the sooner that Discovery openly says it's never going to be happen. The worst it's probably going to get because people are going to be like, oh, what the fuck? We'll just do it ourselves. And I'm just going to like, but how can you have a Snyder cut sort of thing or the Snyderverse if Snyder wants nothing to do with it? Because he doesn't yeah. want anything to do with it. Yeah. Amen to that. GQEP, I'm working on expanding my vinyl collection. So my question is, have you ever gotten introduced to a song through a movie or show? Not an original song or score, like a popular song. For example, the Guardians movie introduced me to a lot of 70s and 80s music like Fleetwood Mac. Mm. The, Guardians, the Guardians movies are a great example. Um, I, I don't remember like specifically what I discovered through them, but... There's a ton there that I didn't know. Uh, um, um, Ryan Gosling, Russell Crowe. It's an incredible film. Should nice have guys. Gotten a sequel. Nice guys. Thank you. Uh, that introduced me to a lot yeah. um, uh, of music. Uh, happens all the time, so I can't quite pinpoint uh, what I learned, what I discovered from where, but it happens all the time for sure, brother. Mm. Uh, what about you, Patrick? um vinyls and movies that introduced me to particular songs mm -hmm. um none really because i grew up in a no, house no, sorry, sorry. I... movies or shows that introduce you to songs or bands or artists that you didn't know prior that's the thing like i've never really had that because i was a musician in high school and being a musician, I listen to a wide array anyway through music classes from different eras, ranging all the way back to Bach, all the way through yeah. to modern day. But nice. I also grew up in a household where I grew up listening to like Susie Quattro, Prince, Meatloaf, all of them. So there wasn't really that movie, but the one TV show that made me obsessed with one in particular that I was already like a fan of when I was younger, but reincarnated my love was the boys for Billy Joel. Like, I already knew of him, mm. but the boys through the character of Huey 
just made me obsessed with Billy Joel and especially Piano Man and We Didn't Start the Fire, two of his best songs ever. And I actually had one of his albums on vinyl at one point where I'd listen to nice. Uptown Girl on repeat. That's a good obsession to have, Billy Joel, the Piano Man. I love yeah. it. Piano Man's um, great. Uh, Jigo IP, if you guys were on the Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong podcast with Mark Ellis, what would be some films you would defend or oppose based on their tomato meter? So I'm, I'm going to take a ch I don't know exactly what any of these movies have on the tomato meter, so I'm just going to assume they're rotten and I'm going to defend them. Uh, Treasure Planet, Man of Steel, yep. Real Steel. Um, and that's it. That's, that's three right there. Let's not abuse the system. <laughs> Patrick, what about you? Ghost in the Shell 2017. Yes! Ghost, oh my Ghost God, yes! Ghost in the Shell 2017 is one of the best live action... It, Okay, it is the, the best, best live-action anime movie ever made. ScarJo's perfect, and people saying that because she's not Asian, it's not That's good. Bullshit! She's a shell, for fuck's sake. She's not white or any ethnicity. That argument has always ended with And it's the exactly the point of the film, even if, if exactly. you want to go with Exactly, if that. you watched the movie, that's the point of the movie. And look, even though it's not the most interesting villain from the anime and manga, the fucking, um, what's his name? Even though I wish it was the uh, puppet master, um, Michael Pitt. Yes, he's still great in great. Ghost in the Shell. I think Ghost in the Shell 2017 is fantastic. Sorry. I think it's a great movie, and it's sitting at only 43%. I think yeah. is really unfair. Like I and let me jump off of what you just brought up because I, I want to, in case this episode explodes and it sends us into stardom. We're still waiting on Clint Manziel's Eurgasmic score that has never been released, and I fucking need that shit. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why. I mean, we're five years. It it's probably still hasn't been the fifth year anniversary, but... It is. March 2017. Um, March. Okay, so we've already uh, uh, jumped on the... Like, give us that score. What is wrong it's with fantastic. you? It's <laughs> fantastic. Ghost in the Shell 2017 also has... Some of the best visual effects ever put to yes, screen, to in my opinion. Day, it's, it's a gorgeous movie. Yes. <sighs> um, I remember, by the way, I went to see that film with like probably five or six of us. At my at the time girlfriend, she didn't know Ghost in the Shell. I was like, I want to see this film because I love Ghost in the Shell and it actually looks <laughs> yeah. good. And by the end of that film, I was like, holy shit, this is really good. And she was like, that was really good. I really liked it. And then the three or four other people are like, yikes, that was not good. And I'm like, fuck you guys. I hit. And now I live with one of them. Uh, um, <laughs> is that, um, what's her name? Um, Bruna was the one that loved that's it. That's it. Bruna, yeah. Um, and then the other one, Lewis, in case he's watching or ever watches it or is hearing me just outside my room, um, he didn't like it. And, and it's uh, kind of like the movie, it's kind of his thing. It's that kind of sci-fi that he enjoys. Yeah, uh, I, I grew up loving the anime. It was one of the first animes I was introduced to, and I've always been a fan of Ghost in the Shell. I even then went and read like the mangas and everything because of it. Like, I think as a live action adaptation of the anime, I think it's a great movie on its own and as an adaptation. I just it's wish excellent. we got that sequel. I just yeah, wish we got that sequel, but it will it will never happen because it earned nothing at the box office. Yeah. Um. Okay, this one's just for me. Hey, Ren, also from GKWP. Are you excited about Adam Sandler and the Safdie brothers teaming up again after your favorite movie, Uncut Gems? Can only go up from there, brother. So 
I mean, you gotta be excited because it can't get any worse. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Patrick? I try to forget uncut gems exist because it just assaulted my senses the entire movie and not in a uh, good way. It's a violation on my on my earring uh, that I did not my my earring my hearing hearing yeah, yeah. My hearing. Um, I knew I was saying a correct word, but not the correct word for this specific nice. occasion. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, picture this. Also, Still from GQP. Picture this. Imagine A24 making a superhero movie. I can see it happening. It's going to be a very different superhero movie, but I can see it happening. Not, not from Marvel, from DC, but I can see it. I can see it being in the same vein as Brightburn. It could be like a Brightburn yeah. type situation, a very self-contained But better, hopefully? Uh, way better, hopefully. Holy crap, Brightburn was awful. I, I don't think it's awful, but I was like, it was all right. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't like, like it Brightburn It has a potential for much more. Uh, I walked out of that being like, wow, is that really what it was? And I was just, uh, <laughs> uh, I couldn't have I been more it was all right, But I was disappointed. I was disappointed, I will say that. Um... Do you guys find it hard when criticizing a film you were met or hated, but not coming across as mean, recognizing the hard, uh, I'm going to assume, hard work that goes into making a movie? Absolutely, 100%. Actually, it's much easier when you actually don't uh, like, when you actually really dislike a movie, it's much easier to be constructive. I know it doesn't make a ton of sense when I mm. say it, but it's true. It may... It's much easier when you're like, I hated this movie. You can be much, uh, much more constructive than you, if you just find it meh. Because meh feels more the meaning. Because meh didn't hit you in any particular way where you kind no. of even struggle to remember the craft for so many people yeah. that went into that film. But when it comes to a horrible film, like that hits you in some way. Like I'm going to give a, a, an example that I know Jacoby isn't into wrestling. I know you aren't into wrestling, Patrick, but when someone in wrestling, when a, a wrestler comes out and people just boo the shit out of him, that's awesome because they're reacting. Mm. He's hitting yep. them in, uh, he's connecting to the audience in a certain kind of way. And if a reaction is a react, reaction. Exactly. If you come out and people are dead silent, that's when you're in trouble. Um, that's the thing. So, yeah. Like, if I was a filmmaker, which I eventually want to go into the craft of, I'd rather someone hate my movie, like, absolutely loathe it than them just be middle of the road sort of eh because yeah. i know that if they hated my movie they will remember it and it will have a lasting effect whereas if it was just meh they won't remember it in 10 minutes 20 minutes or whatever and i found that with a lot of meth movies that i get home and when i go to review them especially back in the day when i was doing more reviews in comparison to what i am now i found it harder to review those meh movies because movies that i thought were awful i could remember because of the lasting effect same thing with great movies but that's also why i tend to not review bad movies or movie i portray as bad anymore or movies that i think were just all right i try to only review movies that i absolutely loved and ha feel like i have to talk about because I just want to support the industry. And there are other movies out there like The Matrix Resurrections, which I didn't like, but I reviewed because I wanted to support the art of filmmaking in a way of giving light to, you know, Lana Wachowski being one of the first trans directors to be able to make a big blockbuster film. And I wanted to encourage people to see it so that her and many other trans directors and filmmakers got those opportunities. Um, okay. And 
I think that's where I stand right now. I personally won't really comment on a movie that I think is absolutely awful because I just want to support it. And, you know, there's constructive criticism to be found, but I don't want to be mean because someone poured their heart and soul into this and I want to lift them up rather than tear them down. And there are ways to do that, but I'd prefer to uplift them in a different way. And that's why I reviewed it. Um, Matrix Resurrections the way I did to support it for Lana. And... That's just where I stand right now, personally. All right, we have four more questions, so let's do them in a in a rapid fire kind of way because I want to get to them all. We're almost done, but um, I want to get to them. All right, movie fan, would you guys like to see a modern day Wizarding World film? To me, that's just Harry Potter, but sure, because mm. I didn't realize Harry Potter's were ba- were set in the nineties until much later, and I grew up with that shit. I didn't realize it until like. <laughs> 2018 or something, I was like, oh, that, that was a little bit in the... Okay, okay, I didn't realize, but yeah. Uh, it feels a little <laughs> bit like it's just Harry Potter, but I, I guess if you want to move forward with the world, yeah, sure. Uh, what about you, Patrick? I'd like to see a more modern-day approach, and that's something I tried to say earlier, like a 2022-2023 Harry Potter Wizarding World universe, because technically, if you think about it, by the time that the story of Harry Potter at the Deathly Hallows ends... That's technically in the future to where we were when those movies came out. Because yeah, it's 19 I, years I after they graduated. If, I, yeah. I fear if they do uh, a modern world, there will be wizard-specific apps that only they can download. And I fear what they do with that concept. That's and the I problem. also fear that I just gave them an idea, even though they probably didn't think of that before. So I just cut it on me if it happens. <laughs> Steve Cole <laughs> is like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> uh, movie fan. Hey, Ren, what was your favorite LFF film from last year and least favorite? Favorite was Spencer. I fucking adore that movie. Yeah, it's great. Least favorite? Oh, uh, Mothering Sunday. Mothering Sunday is fucking awful. It's a movie with a lot of naked people. They got me to say, put some fucking clothes on. That should never happen right, so when you have naked what's people. What's the movie called again? Mothering Sunday. I'm just um, kidding. I'm not going to go watch it. Okay. No, I, I thought you wanted to, to note it down so you could avoid it. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, oh, this is a good question. Can someone tell me what's going on with Guy Ritchie's next film, Operation Fortune? Really wanted to see this, but it keeps getting delayed. Movie fan, it doesn't keep getting delayed. It was delayed once, and I'll tell you why. It was supposed to come out in March. It was like March 25th or 18th, one of those weeks. 18th. 18th. I'll, I'll tell you right now in a simple sentence why it was delayed. The villains in that movie are Ukrainian. Oh. Exactly. That's all you need to know. Uh, like, not, not saying anything about Guy Ritchie, like, how could he have known? You know, he, he didn't specifically, I'm, I'm going to cast the Ukrainians. No, it just happened that it's an Ukrainian person, but because of real world events there wouldn't be too many good optics if it fair came enough. at that time. Which is completely fair. Uh, yeah. All right. And last question to celebrate one of my favorite working actresses today. Since to, from Tony Movie Chappie, since today is Anya Taylor-Joy's birthday, I wanted to know what's your favorite performance from hers. The Witch is my favorite performance from hers. The Witch. Though a good shout out to The Queen's Gambit, which was my favorite TV oh, show from 2020. Great show. Love that show. Love great that show. show. Um, I'm excited I, I, to see her in Furiosa when that eventually happens. Mm, I'm excited, super excited she's to see her in that. In, in the Northman as well. Um, I haven't seen it agree? yet. As I said, I'm excited. I know. 
Uh, I agree. Uh, the the witch is her best performance, and I will even say shout out to last night at Soho. She was great in that movie as so well. She was so fucking so good. Fucking good in that. I love her. Um, but yeah, one of the best actresses working today, uh, mm. and she just delivers banger performance after banger performance. And yep. that is it for this week in Geek. Thank you all so much for joining us. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you to um, uh, uh, Merk Lee, thank you to Apistes, and thank you to, uh, there was another, Merk Lee, Apistes, and Max Bolton for your donations, for your support of the channel, and thank you all for your great questions on the community tab. Love seeing you guys engage on the live chat. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, Thank you for listening to us. Don't forget to rate us because that really helps the show and puts it out there for more people to join the community. Patrick, thank you for joining us this week. What do you got coming up and where can people find you? So coming up, I've actually got my movie reaction for Jeepers Creepers as well as many other horror films coming out over the next couple weeks. I've also got anime reactions now starting on the channel where I'm going to be reacting to every single episode from season one, the only season of High School of the Dead as well as now the new premiering series on Crunchyroll and Funimation with season four of Data Live, which season, episodes one and two reactions have been recorded, and I'm really enjoying it so far. But a bunch of anime reactions. I'm seeing The Northmen and Firestarter on Wednesday. But Firestarter's embargo doesn't lift for a while due to that movie being released in May. But I've probably got those reviews coming depending on how I feel on those movies as well. All right, Monday, I have my unbearable review. My unbearable review? Probably is an unbearable review because it's my, my review of the unbearable weight of massive <laughs> talent drops on Monday. That's already scheduled. There's a cool thumbnail already out there for you to check out. Tuesday, X2 X-Men United review drops. Wednesday, our weekly reviews of Moon Knight drop as well. And I'll probably get to the last stand this week as well tons of x-men reviews are coming and i don't think there's like a big release this week but like i said downton abbey a new era is almost here and i have some big big things coming for that movie it i stumbled upon a great opportunity for that film so i cannot wait to share with you guys uh again thank you so much for watching i hope to see you in all those reviews go check out the x-men review it's right now up let's discuss the comic book movie that that made the world we live in today possible. Everyone, thank you so much once again. And until next week, love each other and love the movies.